Hello, everyone, and welcome to Showhopper. Surprise! Surprise! We're, we're here on a Saturday. Surprise! And we're covering Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Surprise! Surprise! I'm just repeating everything you're saying. We hopped shows. Oh my God! Stop! Don't, don't <laughs> I know. I know how much you love that character. Don't oh. say the title. Don't say the name. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness. Uh, we had a little extra time this this week, and we said, you know what? We could do an episode of Black Mirror, because no one episode of Black Mirror is dependent on any of the others. Otherwise known as they're independent. Yes, they are. They can be enjoyed individually. It is an anthology. So <laughs> we thought, why not cover a Black Mirror episode? You know, just diversity diversify our portfolio a bit and then we debated back and forth about which episode to cover and ultimately i won <laughs> okay you leave it like that nah i didn't win anything but um we 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 debated a few other ones but this happens to be my favorite we're covering hated in the nation which if you're keeping score at home is season three episode six but I don't think that's really all that relevant in the Black Mirror universe, but Hated in the Nation. It is the longest Black Mirror episode, unless you count Bandersnatch, the interactive one. No. You, did you terrible. like Bandersnatch? Did I what? Did you like Bandersnatch? No, 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 I do not like Bandersnatch. How many endings did you go through? A few. I'm trying to think. I, like, yeah, a few. <laughs> Until I got like a sensible ending, then I just stopped. You know, I didn't love it either. I, I there, there's some things that I like liked about it, others that I didn't, and most of all, mo the upshot was, I just would rather watch a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, it, it's gimmicky, but like I've done other like your own adventure things, there's, like games that are like that. And there's other, there's something called like Late Shift, I believe, and it's the exact same thing. But it's a downloadable though. You download it, yeah. and that one's better than that. Yeah, <laughs> Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt did a, did one after the season the, the whole series was done and then like a year and a half or two years later they they put one out just recently and i loved it i thought it was fantastic it was so much fun uh better snatch didn't work as much for me but this episode certainly does hated in the nation uh this is one of two black mirror episodes that i give a 10 out of 10 to uh, the other one being hang the dj which is a much lighter episode than this is this is practically a movie i mean really oh yeah it's certainly a movie most of black mirror is either like a min like mini movie or yep. a movie but this is like yeah this could be a full-scale movie yeah, this is a full hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> crazy uh, what'd you think of it uh eight out of ten <laughs> eight out of ten is not bad from you it's eight out of ten yeah it's pretty good i have some complaints which How is the right time <laughs> Yeah, the runtime is long. How high does your your rating scale for Black Mirror go, though? Like, no, no, no difference. It's no I mean, difference. No, I know. But oh, oh, in terms of example. my favorite one, so I've not seen all of Black Mirrors. I've probably seen oh. two thirds of them, or at least half of them. Okay. And my favorite one is a nine. Okay, and that's USS Callister, correct? USS Callister is my favorite. Yeah. That's a good one. It's really good, um, and that's that's a nine. So uh, this is only a notch below that. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's still pretty good. I like this episode. Yeah, I mean, quite to be perfectly honest, we are just 
some AIBs away from this being reality. So, wait, AIBs? AI. Okay. The ADIs. ADIs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said, I said AIBs because I meant artificial intelligence bees. Oh. <laughs> but yes. what does ADI stand for? Oh, I'll I'll tell you when we get there. Oh. Okay. Do you want me to tell you right now? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Okay, it's autonomous drone insect. Oh, okay. Yeah, I call them robo bees. <laughs> robo bees. I think I think that's a cooler name than ADIs. Well, I I gotta tell you though, if if you didn't pick up on the fact that they were called ADIs, you did pick up pick up yeah. on that. Yeah, I saw I saw when they first mentioned them in like the news early on. Well, yeah. I didn't I didn't know they were called ADIs yet, but I call I like put them like ooh, it's the future. There are robo bees. You know what's really interesting about Black Mirror is it is always worth paying attention to the news that's on in the background mm-hmm. at Black Mirror uh, or newspapers or scrolling, uh, mark, you know, whatever. What are they called? Things that scroll across the bottom of your screen. Tickers. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, they're always worth paying attention to in the Black Mirror universe because there are often Easter eggs in there about, you know, something about the prime minister from episode one or like the video game from Bandersnatch or whatever. Like there, there's, there are cool tidbits that show up in the news frequently. Uh, I didn't really catch any, um, any Easter eggs in this one, but I did not see any either. Hey, I have to ask you this question. This is just talking about black mirror in general for a few minutes before we get into hated in the nation specifically, but have you ever seen a, a trailer for Black Mirror season? No. Is there, are there trailers? There are, and they're really cool. Like, really cool. I, because the stories are not really connected, but they find a way to intersplice them in trailers that makes them seem like they're all part of the same story. And it's very cool. I love them. Wasn't that really misleading then, though? <laughs> a little bit. I, I, anybody who's watching Black Mirror knows what it is at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I don't even like I, I seldomly watch trailers. I, don't like I know, trailers. no, I don't know how you do that. What do you mean? How do I do that? I just don't watch the trailer. It's like it's like if there was a link that said spoiler. Do you click the link? No, oh, there you go. I mean, trailers. You're putting trailers in a spoiler. No, no, they're not. Listen, most spoiler, most trailers are okay. But some of them, they do give away more than I like to see. Or, like, they'll have a really notable scene with the character. I'll be like, well, now I know that guy doesn't die until yeah. that scene happens. And then I, like, I you know, just as what it is. Some, some stuff I'll see, like, if there's a Better Call Saul trailer, I'll probably watch that or teaser. They're really good about it. And I'm fully okay with watching those. And other but series I will watch. They're so minimal. Like, re- they, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're very minimal. Nothing. <laughs> I remember when El Camino was coming out, they released teaser after teaser after teaser, which is like the most minimal thing. I don't know. I remember with El Camino, there was like a, they did like a four minute summary of Breaking Bad and that was their trailer for El Camino. <laughs> I Yeah, I remember that. that was, they had a bunch of other teasers like Skinny Pete, like yeah. being interrogated. They had like, Whoever the junkyard guy is. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, Emmy, Emmy nominations came out this week. I don't know if you saw that. And no, I did not look at these. Better Call Saul did not do as well as it usually does. Really? No. I don't think they got any acting nominations this time, which is astounding to me. But Not even for, like, Kim? I know! <laughs> I'm serious. Or Lalo? I mean, Lalo's really good, too. That's... God, you're right. But 
No, I don't think they got any. But well, well, who who else got them then, or who who's nominated? That? I don't know. This is not a this is not an Emmy. We could do an Emmy. No, yeah, we. <laughs> I mean, coming from someone who has barely keeps track of Emmy, <laughs> I don't think that'd be a really good idea. You know, I don't. I don't honestly know how it's even possible uh, to to be, like, to, how how could you watch everything? You know what I mean. You can't, like, yeah. I mean, unless you're maybe if you're on the Emmy board, you got enough time to watch. I don't know what does it take to be like help pick who gets the Emmy. Yeah, just the I, criteria to be on that board. Is it? Listen, all you have to do is watch everything, and you're right on the board. Like, <laughs> seriously, I've no, I've no clue what it is. But. No, I don't either. But none of them clearly watched Breaking. Better Call, Better, Call Saul Saul. Did, Better Call Saul did get nominated for best drama series, but I'm looking specifically at. Um, acting nominations and okay Giancarlo Esposito got nominated uh, he's Gus Fring yeah oh for for the Mandalorian for no he got nominated for Better Call Saul oh okay for for acting that is, that is the only actor oh, from okay. Better Call Saul to be nominated okay I mean which I don't even remember what Gus did this season <laughs> I, think I can remember him. I, start spoiling, but I, remember talking I mean I life. could definitely tell you what Lalo and Kim did this season <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. Why? God, I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking a little. Okay, anyway, we're talking. We're getting we're real edit the beginning of this out because yeah. this has nothing to do with. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's get anyway. back towards Black Mirror. Okay. So, reminder that reminder. This is just a bonus episode. Don't don't even expect another one for like months. Okay. <laughs> or maybe they'll yeah, oh, yeah. know what happened. Okay, yeah. This, this is this is the planets aligned, and we said, you know, let's do this. So yeah. think of it like um. Okay. If you yeah. go to McDonald's and you buy like a four piece of nuggets and you open it and there's five nuggets, you go, oh, I got an extra nugget. You don't yep. go to McDonald's the next time and go, oh, where's my fifth nugget? I bought a four piece of nuggets. You sound like a madman and they put you in the loony asylum, right? Like that's that's how this works. This is the fifth nugget. It's a very good analogy, except <laughs> the four piece of nuggets only come in the Happy Meals, Kurt. So I'm not sure <laughs> what you're doing at McDonald's. I haven't gotten four piece of nuggets in so long. They... Are they? I guess ten piece, twenty piece as well. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's six, six piece and then there's twenty piece. I don't know if there's anything in between. I only I, ever get like ten or twenty pieces. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah. It's just getting an extra nugget when you are only getting four nuggets is a lot more meaningful, right? The percent increase is a lot more than if you had twenty nuggets. That's an You're right. Five percent increase in nuggets. You're right, and that's a good analogy for for this situation that you all find yourselves in right in, now. Yeah, in fact, think of it as you're going to get one nugget, and instead you've got two nuggets. That's even better, okay? Because we are like this a hundred percent increase. Well, really, what they got was they ordered two nuggets this week, one for the leftovers and one for oh, the okay. and they got a third. So, yeah, it's a much bigger minute. nugget. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, we're talking about hated in the nation. Yeah, it's, I mean, do you want to go through this sequentially like we usually do? How else do you want to go about it? Or do you just want to like? I'm not sure we would go about it <laughs> because you know. Do you want to be more loose about it, like not go through every asset and just chat about it? Because it is long. I think it's probably it is very very long. I I still I I feel like I I need that crutch of <laughs> of going through it piece by piece and then <laughs> pause where we need to pause, but. But I, I think there's a lot of stuff we can just kind of say, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened. That's true, that's true. Okay. Anyway. Well, let's, start, let's start going piece by piece, because there's a lot of stuff. No. Yeah. stuff in the beginning that makes a lot more sense later on. Yes. So. Now, do you 
If I use the character names, are you going to know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I've noted all the character names. Very good. I know character. Joe, Karen, Blue, Nick, Lisa, Vanessa, Ramas, Sean, Clara, Tess, and Garrett. Wow. You might even know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> but Karen is the main character in this episode. Yeah. Uh, she's, uh, she is. Open, we open with her drinking coffee and waiting to be called into something. We don't know what it is. She gets called in, and it turns out it's some sort of deposition, and they want her to go over the events of last May. I'm very happy you knew what that word was, because I had no clue what to call that. I was like, is this a hearing? I know, I, I've seen these before when, like, giant tech companies are, like, CEOs oh, have to come this, down. This, just last week, right? Or this week? Was it this week or last I, week? I don't know. I don't keep track. <laughs> but uh, CEOs well, have to come down or... You know, important business people would have to come down and talk right. before. Within the last week, we we had in front of Congress Jeff Bezos, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I you did not know this. No, I don't know. It happened they again. Them, they called them the CEOs of Amazon, Facebook, Google, and Apple, and basically grilled them on a whole bunch of stuff. But that's not for the podcast. But, <laughs> such an off tangent yeah yeah. well i mean it's it is but it isn't because this is what's happening to karen here it is yeah she's she's in a deposition yeah so she's and and they they do give us kind of the crutch of this is day one going backward i know that you like when they find clever ways to show the passage of time Mm -hmm. rather than just saying this is may 15th yeah yeah like it's may 15th and then they go back day one may 15th yeah Yeah. this was a raspberry seed in your wisdom tooth am i right never heard that saying but i mean i don't hate when they do it like this i just you know it's not impressive i was just like no, exactly you know, it's not impressive so not impressive but, yeah so anyway uh she starts talking about may 15th which actually no that wouldn't be memorial day memorial day would be later it's the ides of may <laughs> okay <laughs> that applies to march but okay just throw it every other month can you do that i, I guess you just did so it doesn't matter I, I, the ides just means the 15th right maybe I, is it oh i don't know i actually had no clue with them i just here's my, like julius caesar stuff here's, march. here's my ignorance on full display for all to, to hear anyway um it's may 15th she gets home and she turns on the news and i, I want to run through what is on the news because it's all relevant well, uh, well, almost all relevant. Uh, and so let's just go over it. They talk about Chancellor Tom Pickering, uh, who's defending his abil- his dis- the disability benefits that the the government has made cuts to the disability benefits. I don't know if you pick- did you pick up on that? No, I did not notice. That. This has everything to do with the wheelchair martyr. Do you do you know what I'm talking about with the wheelchair martyr? I understand that Joe Powers wrote something on yeah. someone that was in a wheelchair that people okay. very much so disliked. All right. Well, we're, we'll, we'll talk that. about that when we get to the Joe Powers scene. But for now, this is Chancellor Tom Pickering, but which, by the way, Chancellor, what does that even mean? Chancellor? Yeah. So this is, is this London? So I don't know. I know Chancellor is a position in Germany, but is this like Scotland or London? Well, it's, I mean, I. It's the UK. Was, I assumed it was the UK. Oh, it certainly was. The bees and stuff. They saw the UK map over and over. And yeah, yeah the United Kingdom has a Chancellor. Right now it's Rishi 
Sunak. <laughs> okay, well, where where is the chancellor relative to the prime minister? Oh, so, yeah, so to, oh, probably beneath. Just yeah, by the well, way, the prime minister is like the most powerful person in the in the country. I think that'd be the queen, but yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I think, <laughs> I don't, yeah. Uh, so the chancellor is a senior minister of the crown and head of Her Majesty's Treasury. So it looks like they're just the head of the treasury. Okay, like the secretary of the treasury. Okay. Alright. Okay, yeah, so that's, that's what it seems like it is. Yeah, yeah, because then I'll talk about the finance minister. It's the equivalent of that of a finance minister in other countries. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Good. Okay, that's good. Thank you for doing that. Now this makes some more sense. So Chancellor Tom Pickering is defending the government's position on disability benefits, and we're going to find out later that the the government has cut disability benefits. Okay. Okay. And now that we know that he's like in charge of finances in the country, we can see why he's out in the front of this. Yes. This makes and sense. then uh, the next story is outrage over the death of the wheelchair martyr, whose name is Gwen Marbury. Uh, and the wheelchair martyr, I'll describe why she's called the wheelchair martyr when we get to Joe's scene, because I paused it and read that whole article. Um, well, what they showed us in it. So how long does this take you to get through this whole episode? Uh, two and a half hours. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. No, not quite double the length. But I, I, but I started it way too late, and I thought, I can get through this. It's an hour and a half. This is okay. Do you ever, are you ever okay with stopping to watch an episode halfway through and come back to it later? No. Or is that a, okay. No, that's, that's out of bounds. So, okay. I, I like to watch my episodes five minutes at a time. That's terrible. You do not do that. I just love to do it that way. Like a little treat. Anyway, let's go on. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't do that anyway. Thank goodness. Okay. Uh, there's a petition to fire newspaper columnist Joe Powers because of the article she wrote about the wheelchair martyr, yep. Gwen Marbury. And then this is, we, we actually get to see Joe Powers at this point. They show us her walking by a whole bunch of people who clearly hate her. They're all glaring at her and making rude comments. And she just kind of brushes it off as she goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next story we get is a Siberian crane has gone extinct. So there's there are certainly environmental eco ecosystem problems here, uh, especially when we see the next story where they talk about how the autonomous drone insects, which are basically robotic honeybees, have been activated for the second summer. So therefore, we also know that actual honeybees must be either very endangered or extinct. Do they ever show the year ever anywhere in this episode? They rarely show the year in any Black Mirror episode. So they didn't, as I presume from that. No. no. Not that we saw. Okay. No. Not that I know of. I did. I did note down the Robo Bees. I was like, oh, that's cool. We're, that's how far in the future we are. Got Robo Bees. Yeah, but I, quite honestly, that that is the only technology. I, that's. I mean, I'm not a, a tech person. Maybe you can chime in on this, but I. This is the only thing missing from our society that's preventing this entire scenario from actually yeah yeah like when she walks into the house i understand they're trying to show you it's a real like modern or textile like apartment or home she lives in flat whatever you want to call it because like she turns the lights on moves the blinds or whatever but yep. you can you can buy stuff for that like can, today yeah. so it's not I mean, it's cool but yeah yeah that, that's what I, that's what i was thinking too i was wondering like because usually black mirror there's like special technologies or it's Typically, it's in the future, but not always, but usually they are. So I was trying to wonder, like, is this, like, super futuristic? Are we, like, present day? But when I saw the robo-bees, I was like, oh, okay, we are 
we are more advanced than we are today. Right. By some margin. Yes. Yes. But pretty much everything else, we're there. So. Nah. Some, yeah, some stuff. The cars as well. Be a bit higher up in car field. I mean. We how, have the technology, but it's not out there. Like a. Like the government agency. You don't think that a government agency would use a self driving car? I don't know if they do that right now. And at like laxly. I think they would, but I don't think they would in the way where it's four people just sit down and it just goes and like the four people face each other. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think any government agency is doing that right now. That's a guess. As far as, as, far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know. Oh man. All right. So Joe Powers has the next scene and she gets this cake delivered to her and she's <sighs> she's go ahead. Oh, I just love I love the <laughs> Do you love what the cake says, or? It's just the whole interaction of just getting the cake. It's like, oh, got a cake. Oh, yeah. I was wondering. I was wondering if like it was gonna be something nice, or if it was even gonna be like mean. Because how do you send a mean cake? And then it was a mean cake, but it's still a cake. So, <laughs> did you really like? Did you really beat Jill Powers, or did you just give her a free dessert? Yeah, exactly. Nice? Like, what did? You, what was your plan here? Did you? Did we know this was Joe Powers at this point? Oh, yes. yes. From the bakery. Mm-hmm. I yeah. right here in my notes. Her name is Joe Powers. <laughs> right. So the delivery person says, are you Joe Powers? And hands her a box. Now, I, I, you know, I feel her paranoia at that point that there might be some sort of like biohazard or bomb in this box. Okay. The guy's like, no, it's a cake. <laughs> and she <laughs> believes him. And, and she opens the box and the, the box, you know, her husband's there. Her husband seems a little more trepidatious of the cake than she is. The cake says effing B uh, on it. All <laughs> the sensory on both parts. What? We hear nothing of what the cake says. <laughs> yeah, I know. It starts with an F, and then there are three le- more letters, and then I-N-G at the end. <laughs> and that's the first word. And the second word starts with a B, and it rhymes with which. Anyway. Frogging Mitch. Anyway. You got it. So she, and then she starts cutting into the cake and her husband's like, are you going to eat that? That's a power move right there. I feel yeah. like you're just eating the cake. That shows dominance. Yes. What are you going to do? Just leave it there? Yeah. yeah. Eat the cake. She says, it's a cake. It's its job, right? Isn't that what she says? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Which is really, I mean, it's, that's pretty cool. She she is cool as a cucumber. Fast and loose, yeah. Oh, yeah. But she's not as, um, I don't know, what, what word am I looking for? She's not as confident as she lets on in this scene. Because then the next thing she does is goes and sits at her computer, pulls up the article that she wrote about the wheelchair martyr, and reads all of the hateful comments that have followed that article. Well, maybe she enjoys the hate. It's, it's quite possible. But no, yeah. Probably, probably very, probably, it, it's got to upset her to some degree. I, I would she, think so. She but... probably, there's got to be a tiny incremental difference between life with no notifications and people telling you to die and like thousands to possibly even millions of people telling you to die. <laughs> oh, at least 
being mean to you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 some of them do say death to Joe Powers, as we're going to find out. But yeah, I, I mean, this, this is this is awful. I mean, it's it's really. I, we don't know what the article says, except that we do. I'm going to tell you in a minute. But uh, but we. I mean, we, I can certainly sympathize with her here, reading all of this off of this stuff that's just, just incredibly hateful and just venomous and and dehumanizing and so and, and that's kind of the theme of of the episode. But it turns out, so here's what the the wheelchair martyr story is. So. The, the way the article is written kind of describes what happens. The government cut disability benefits. Okay. Okay. This wheelchair martyr, Gwen Marbury, was on disability benefits. So she had her benefits cut. Okay. As a protest, she set herself on fire. Um, okay. And, and wheeled down the street until she was burned to death. Okay. That is a statement. Yes. Yes. Now... What Joe, pa- what Joe Powers was writing about that was so inflammatory that re- I really did not, what a, what a pun, yeah. not intend that. But what she wrote that upset so many people was that Gwen Marbury should not be heroized. She should not be deified. She should not be considered a martyr because what she did did a lot of harm she said there were police officers trying to put her out that were badly burned she burned herself in front of a school bus full of children who now have that image scar that they're going to be scarred by that image forever so that was what is so hated by these readers and, and these people commenting on her so do you you didn't see any of that no i did not i did not the com- okay. Do you mean the comments, or do you mean? Wait, no. Do you, do you mean this new uh, the article on the Gwen? No, no. I I saw it when the screen showed it, but no, I didn't read the article yeah. and get in depth. I just know she wrote something distasteful to the yeah. population about a wheelchair, someone in a wheelchair, and yeah, gets all this hate. So, I mean, this is interesting because, I, it, it's certainly you, you don't want to necessarily villainize this person in a wheelchair who had her disability benefits cut and was trying to protest. But at the same time, you can kind of see where Joe Powers is coming from, at least I can see where Joe Powers is coming from, that those kids on that bus who witnessed this, that's going to scar them for life. Definitely, yeah. Joe Powers uh, has... There's some sense behind saying that. Yeah, I don't know how she said it because I obviously didn't read the article. A lot of people seem to hate it, but I I think a statement like that, I think a statement like that's over the top in general. But a statement like that by children, there's there's certain things are not everything is great about that. I guess that's all yeah. I have to say. From Gwen's perspective or Joe's perspective or what? From Joe's perspective. In yeah. terms of you did it in front of kids, like even even if you disagree with Gwen's um, way of doing her message, if she did it free of people, or at least free of young children or people that I don't want to say wanted it but were ready for it, would be better. 
Because it is a scarring thing to see, right? Absolutely. Even, even if it's not children, if you're just walking your dog, and then, or maybe you're just driving by and you see that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you know anything about, uh, they're, about, they're called adverse childhood experiences or ACEs. Have you ever heard this before? No, no I don't know what this is. So uh, it's basically anything that causes trauma at a very young age. Aren't you very worried about causing this? Yeah. And your children. Yeah. You know, and I and I think about this all the time now between coronavirus and the racial just unrest in, in the country and the possibility of going back to school next month. I think about what kind of trauma it is causing children. And this certainly would be uh, would be considered an ace if if you witnessed somebody burning themselves alive that would be an adverse childhood experience and the, the problem with adverse childhood experiences actually alters the chemistry of your brain because the this the response that you get that fight or flight response or the 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 adrenaline that gets rushed to your brain like that starts to become like a, a, a normal kind of baseline for you and it's it's really unhealthy so it like normalizes that yeah yeah it actually alters your brain chemistry and, and it's, it's when you're when you're young and developing like that uh it, it really can mess you up like permanently so i i kind of take joe's point here that this was really bad for a lot of people uh, and maybe there I, I mean as with everything there's certainly some kind of middle ground here between Gwen Marbury and Joe Powers you know both were on, on opposite ends of the extremes here and probably something in between this is what you would hope for even the way that Gwen that uh, Joe wrote the article uh, and what she pointed out she could point out that you know, this was this was an unfortunate uh, circumstance caused by this heartless government action but at the same time there were people who were hurt by what gwen did as well so but she didn't uh she basically villainizes gwen in this article for having done this and this causes a lot of hate to be spewed at her via whatever these online comments are it could be just the online article the comments underneath uh, it could be, you know, tweeted at her via some Twitter platform. Uh, can we just call them all tweets? But, uh, it, it seems just like Twitter. To me. It, it, it seemed a lot like Twitter, right? <laughs> because, Twitter, I mean, yeah. Hashtags and everything else. So uh, it definitely seemed like Twitter. We can we can call them tweets, but there, there's no reference to Twitter in yeah, this. Yeah. So, but they basically, it's meant to look like Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, at any rate she's reading all this stuff and they make sure to show us that her window is open. Did oh, you no, no, I did not keep taking out of this. That her yeah, window the, is open. the camera takes us from the computer screen to the window. And that's when we shift scenes. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We're, we shift scenes. and We're back with Karen. Who's watching this rapper Tusk on TV, making fun of a fan. <laughs> which is just I love it so much. You did? <laughs> when he's like dancing, oh, like the greatest impersonation of Tusk. What do you think, Tusk? Oh, he's no talent. <laughs> yes. I think of this guy, he's trying to like prevent 
Like, he realizes this guy's actually really good and even better than him, but he doesn't want oh. him outshining him, right? So he's got to put him down now. Well, it was yeah. a nine-year-old kid, though. It wasn't, like, you know, a two-year-old. It was a nine-year-old kid who... who... Who's right? Who, by the way, was backstage waiting to go on stage and meet? He's so sad. I love, they're like, like seriously, man, you're you're no good. I mean, really, this is this is awful. Like this to me is unforgivable. Like what oh, Joe Powers? Is. You are a terrible human being. For oh sure. yeah, like what Joe Powers did. You look at and you say, well, she's kind of got a point. She's being a real jerk about it, but she's kind of got a point. Tusk is like. This is inexcusable. Nah, you can think of some economic stuff behind what he's doing, trying to stop competition. The nine-year-old kid. He'll grow up in nine years, be an adult. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, Tusk is a terrible guy. I actually noted his name down for next. I'm like, there's got to be a nod to this. He's going to come back. I actually they did not. They did not just show me this man doing this like horrid thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually I I love how they subtly show you this. I mean, you could because you could dismiss it out of hand at this point, but it's if you don't, it pays off so much better. Yeah, I well, I think I, I don't know how it is for other people. I guess I just feel like it's such an egregious scene that it just oh, sticks okay. with you. Or maybe yeah. you don't even remember his name, but you'll remember who he is. Like, oh, it's this guy. I actually love the name Tusk for a rapper. It is a good name. You know, Tusk the movie. <laughs> I've heard of it. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer for it? That's the trailer I've seen. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. No. No. All I could think of when I heard Tusk was Raymond Tusk from House of Cards. You ever watch House of Cards? I did. I watched the first two seasons and then I gave up on the third. Or no, maybe I watched it. No, yeah, I gave up during the third. Oh, the, fir- uh, the third season's okay. After well, that. did I watch it? I'm trying to... I, don't wanna... I mean, it's an older season, but I don't want to spoil it. I'm trying to remember if I can't remember if I did or didn't. I definitely know I watched the first two. So the third one is where he's like... No, I did watch the third because I remember how it ends. I remember how the third one ends. Yes, I did watch the third because I remember the ending for right. it. And that that should be the end of the series right there. You did so? Is that ambiguous? Wait, is it ambiguous? I thought he just knocked on the desk with his ring. I thought this is... No, this is part of season four, I think. Okay. We're going to have to talk about this off-line. Yeah. I've I, I definitely seen that far though because I know what I'm thinking of is during the campaign trail. Okay. And that's oh yeah, that's 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 season four. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's him running for office. Yeah. 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 That's that's season four. Yeah, that, yeah. That's where digress starts to die. Okay. I gave up during that. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. Like season three ending with him knocking on the desk with his ring. That should be the end of the series. Anyway, <laughs> and so I, I only bring that up because there's a character in it called Raymond Tusk, and that's who I kept thinking of every time I heard. I remember him. He's that billionaire, right? Yeah, yeah. Guy? Yes, I remember him. Yep. So, and uh, so now we're back. We're, we're with Karen still. She's watching Tusk on TV, and she gets a call that she's got to go someplace. Uh, she's obviously some sort of police officer because she gets called to a crime scene at Joe Power's house, where she meets her new shadow she calls herself her a shadow and that mm-hmm. shadow's name is blue colson yeah i said yeah, blue yeah who I, I i blue is maybe my favorite character in this episode yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i don't hate her I just probably like karen more than i like blue do you yeah 
Okay. Blue, blue, just the way maybe they wrote blue, just like, she's never wrong. I, <laughs> was there something of like, she's always right. Yeah. There's something about that I don't like. Just okay. always being right. Okay. You know what I mean? It's fine though. I actually I don't hate that she's always right, but it's it's not a it's not a great trait. Okay. Yeah. No. It's 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 definitely not. Not flawed enough. Maybe Sean's my favorite. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The government guy, Sean. Oh, Sean. Sean. Yeah. He's pretty great. I think Sean might be. <laughs> you can. I thought I thought you just despised him. By the way, he said it like, no way do you like Sean. No, Sean I can't remember name, right? who Sean was, but now oh, okay. I remember who Sean is. So, yeah. Right. Sean is great, but anyway, they're at the they're at Joe Power's house because Joe is dead. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like a suicide, but there's also uh, evidence of a struggle, and so there's there's the assumption that the husband might be involved somehow. He was slashed across the stomach, and it's in the hospital, unconscious, unconscious, out of it. Yeah, yep, Um, but. Karen checks the window and she says the restraining bolt is in place on the window. Do you know what the, the restraining bolt is? There's like a lock on the window, like a window lock. But it's not it's not closed. Like the window's open. So a lot of windows have these like tabs on the inside that prevent the window from opening any further. Oh yes, okay, yes, yes. Kind of you can crack the window so it's not. But open. you can't open it all the way. Yeah. Right. It's not open enough for anybody to get in, but. It's still open a little bit. I consider it a challenge, but go on. I I, I would think nothing less of you, Kurt. That's okay. exactly what I would assume you would think. <laughs> so the restraining bolt was in place on the windows, which is important because that rules out anybody breaking in. And it does not rule out what we're going to come to find out later. <laughs> the source of the, uh, the murder is the bee, the autonomous drone insect. Robo bees. I like to call them. Yeah, that's fine. We can call them Robobies if you want. I like that more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but Karen is pretty convinced that this is obviously the husband that that did this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Open, close, shut case. Yeah. Easy peasy. She admits as much. I don't even know why this episode kept going on. Easy. (laughs) So it ended right there. Roll credits. Yeah, yeah. So, But she tells Blue that uh, as she's driving Blue home. Uh, and which, by the way, the, the name Blue, like, where do they come up with the name Blue? It reminds me of, um, you're probably too old to watch this, but it's a imaginary, or Home for Imaginary Friends. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Do you know that series at all? Not at all. Oh, you know, yeah. You, you're probably like 20 or 25 when that came out. Okay. But, yeah, it's a TV show, and one of the main characters is an imaginary friend named Blue. There you go. That's what I think of. I mean... That's interesting. Okay. I also think of Pokemon. Just because they have a character named Red <laughs> in the <laughs> games. But... I mean, there's Blue's Clues. Oh, yeah. Oh, I used to love Blue. I used to have Blue's Clues shirts. Uh, quick, <laughs> quick, very quick side tangent. I remember I, I came home from preschool. I don't know why. I just said Blue's Clues visited us in preschool. Right? And that's a, that's a straight up lie. He did not come and visit us in preschool. But for whatever reason, my mom entertained it. She's like, oh, yeah. And then my sister, who's also very young, she's older than me, but very young, was trying to correct it. Like, no, that's a lie. Blue's Clues isn't real. He couldn't have come visit you. And my mom, like, got mad at her for trying to tell the truth or, like, trying to call it my lie. So, <laughs> bonus points to my mom for letting me live out my 
delusion of Blue's Clues. Absolutely. Uh, you gotta live that out. <laughs> anyway. Back to, <laughs> back to Blue. Okay, so Blue, uh, we find out, and th- this is interesting to me, this is maybe one of the reasons why I really like Blue in this episode. Uh, we find out that she used to work at, in forensic te- uh, technology. Mm-hmm. Forensic technology, is that what she said? Uh, yeah, it's computer forensics, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. uh, but she and she tells us about how people dump everything onto their phones, and that she was looking at the worst of humanity. And she holds up her phone and says, "These thing, these things know everything about us," which is, of course, pretty on the nose uh, for Black Mirror. I mean, really, Black Mirror is the product of smartphones. I. I was told this hypothetical a while ago of would you rather someone be able to read your mind for 10 minutes or your entire like phone history for 10 minutes or everything on your phone? Interesting. And I was like, obviously my mind. And then I was like, well, wait a second. There's a lot of stuff on my phone that I don't remember. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. like my memory is so finite, but yeah. I feel like my phone has so much. And I like, I don't actually know. I don't, cause I don't know what's all on my phone. I know. I know. So and these things know everything about us is what she says. And and I don't know if, if you followed this TikTok scandal that's I, happened this week. I, I know that uh there's possibilities that it will get banned. Well that's what that's what Donald Trump wants. Yeah, I know it's been banned in other countries. I'm pretty sure India banned it and Oh, did they? Yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure. If not, they're also talking about it. But... Do you know why? Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, this is not just a Donald Trump issue. No, Joe, it isn't. Biden, Joe, Joe Biden's campaign was instructed to delete the app off their phones. Yeah, yeah, it's scary risk. Uh, yeah. Also, like Zoom, technically. <laughs> Zoom, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But you know, do you know specifically why TikTok? Because uh, it it's owned by, um, I forget what Chinese company, but because the yeah. Chinese government has Yeah, it's owned by a, Ch- a Chinese company, and, and the Chinese government apparently has the right to just. Uh, request not request just take any data collected by any tech company in China mm-hmm. so uh, the worry is that with facial recognition technology uh, they can harvest the Chinese government could harvest all kinds of data about us via TikTok and TikTok is apparently a very political platform as well I don't know <laughs> but there's a lot of politics not politics a lot of political activism that happens via TikTok. Mm. So anyway, it's interesting, uh, but it, it falls right in with this idea that these things know everything about us. Are you going to miss TikTok if it goes? No, not at all. Oh, okay. No, uh, no. I, I, I was, <laughs> you know, like for the, you're almost grateful it's going to go. Oh. oh, like as a teacher, I'm extremely grateful it's going to go. I guess I've never been in high school with tiktok app oh my god you cannot imagine. are people making tiktoks well i mean yes to some extent they'll, they'll like i'll see them like making tiktoks in the hallway or whatever but you cannot imagine the volume of time that they spend on tiktok just like watching tiktok i've actually had a lot of time on reddit i i could i can reddit seems so much more useful to me than tiktok <laughs> I don't like TikTok. TikTok I, I know some people that like TikTok. I mean, it's literally just like 
ridiculous video after ridiculous video. Yeah, entertainment, I guess. I don't, I don't mind. I understand why I'll probably get banned. And of course, well, there's there's an entertainment um, component to Reddit as well. But Reddit is like a conversation almost. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's more flexible. It depends where what subreddits you want to go with. Yeah. And whatnot. I'm, I'm sure if TikTok gets banned, there'll be some new, new one. To, something will take its place. I, I wonder what. I wonder if it'll be yeah. very similar to TikTok. It'll be the same format almost even. Or if it'll yeah. be like some different gimmick. Huh? Very curious though. There'll definitely be. There'll be a vacuum. Right. Well, well, now the president wants Microsoft to buy TikTok. Wait, what? Well, that's he backtracked because he realized that he didn't really have the power to ban TikTok. Like, if TikTok's oh. on my phone right now, okay, he can't really take it off. Oh, <laughs> right. I, so, well, yeah. Can they not? Can they like stop a connect? I don't. I don't know. I guess yeah. They can't. Yeah. So, uh, so now his new idea is he wants Microsoft to buy it. How does Microsoft feel about this? Uh, unclear. Can you do that? I mean, you can't legally make Microsoft buy it, but he's going to incentivize. He going to give him like a subsidy, like a grant to buy it. He actually, he wants a portion of the uh, sale uh, price to go to the U.S. Treasury because he. Oh, as a broker. Yeah, because he. Broke <laughs> Maybe I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know. Maybe Microsoft is like, oh, thanks, Trump. We didn't. We didn't see that. But anyway, I'm only bringing this up because this goes like this. This level of paranoia about an app, which you know, we've talked about paranoia before. We watched the leftovers. So this level, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, we've talked, and we know that that paranoia is only paranoia if you're not right. If you're right, it's not really paranoia. So yeah. But but this level of distrust of this app falls right in with what Blue is saying, that these things know everything about us. And I like that analogy that you made, like, would you rather have somebody go into your mind for 10 minutes or into your phone for 10 minutes? Right? That exactly, was... yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, because what, what knows more about you? You, your brain, or your phone? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that is not an open shut case. Uh, I thought it was, but then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, that's a big deal. But And it turns out the blue left that branch of the of the horse. Wait, can, because... I, can I say this? Yes. The Ranach case. I don't know if they said that, it. Does that mean something to you? Does that mean something to me? Yeah. That's the, that's the case that caused her to leave. Right, but you really wanted to say it. I just wanted to show that I know the case. Good for you. Thank you. You you have the big the big thumbs up from Mr. Sal. Yeah, I just wanted the you approval. Can't see you can't see it right now, but I'm giving you the big thumbs up. It's like a long time ago when I I guess this actually this was before we didn't record the segment, but I had looked up the word tabula rasa and you were you yes. were proud that I looked it up. And mm-hmm. then I asked you and I was not surprised that you looked it up. <laughs> anyway, on yeah so anyway she left because of that case because it was a child killing case and she had to watch the pictures and the videos and uh and 
it was it just was too much for her and so she decided she wanted to move into field work so that she could try to prevent this stuff yeah she wants to prevent it not find it did you know that this is like an actual job what computer forensics not computer forensics Uh, yes i i I knew that but it's like some people have the job that they have to sift through like the worst of humanity on the internet I thought that was part of computer forensics. No, I didn't know it was like a specified role. Okay, yes. So computer forensics for sure. But like Facebook Uh have to hire people to investigate all claims of inappropriate use. Oh, I thought they had like AIs to do that. I guess they have AIs to look at that first. Well, there are companies that are trying to develop AIs. The problem is that like the language of hate is adaptive. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, uh, I I heard an interview with a guy who developed software, AI software, to identify hate speech online, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about, um, I think he was talking about human trafficking. And there are human traffickers that actually converse about it on platforms like Facebook, Mm -hmm. but they do it in a coded way. Yeah. So they might use numbers instead of letters, or they might use like the ampersands. Did I say that right? But uh, like the dollar sign for the letter S. Yeah. You know, um, so they do that in order to kind of get around AI. So they they actually do have people. Oh, by the way, uh, one of the things that they talked about when they talked about adaptive uh, language was after the um george floyd killing the use of the word jogger went way up like they noticed a a huge spike in the word jogger why is okay why so they investigated it and what they were finding was people were using it in place of the n-word oh yeah okay yeah isn't that crazy huh so because this language of hate is so adaptive tech companies have to have actual people like sift through these reports of inappropriate use and basically look at the worst of humanity every day and a lot of them end up with very short careers you know resigning pretty quickly and and end up in therapy because of what they've seen and read that is that is a rough job that is messed up right yeah oh man so uh, i mean this is why i say like all of this is happening right now except for the drone bees the robo bees so that we know of maybe i haven't been to the uk maybe they do have robo bees (laughs) this is their second summer i don't even i suppose it's possible but I, i don't think so not as far as i know anyway i feel like we would know about that would we though? What if they just have to keep? Well, there's a bit more personal. You know, they don't want to showboat. Yeah, we got robo bees. I will. <laughs> it's it's a bit cooler not to talk about it. Yeah, but this is one of the things that I love about this episode. I like, I, I, I love how relevant. I mean, that's the point of Black Mirror is it's all so relevant. But I mean, watching it this week, and I've just I just heard the interview with the guy who develops AI AI to detect hate speech, like two weeks ago it's yeah. like it, it's unbelievable black, black mirror you know 
for the most part, technology is a pretty good thing. I think most people can agree, right? Technology's overall been a net positive. The Black Mirror Man always reminds you of all the reasons why yeah. <laughs> technology is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they ever are, are going to come down on the side of technology is terrible, but that you know, they remind you. Like, like it's not so much the technology that's terrible it's just that there are going to be people who misuse it in such a way that it really could be terrible yeah the downside of having technology yeah yeah i think it's 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 just a it's a a nice not a nice it's a stark warning and reminder that we need to have a responsible stewardship of technology so I think it's easier said than done. Definitely. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think the government should have a backdoor access to like certain technologies? Like China does, apparently. China does, yeah. But yeah. do you think the U.S. government should, or other governments should, or no? No. Do you? I don't think they should. No. Okay. Oh, anyway, this is it's it's so disturbing. Like talking about some of this stuff. Yeah. yeah we and we watched the leftovers and lost, and this is disturbing. <laughs> anyway okay so that's the end of day one anything you want to add about day one uh no okay day two karen arrives in the office and nick who's uh, another cop that's going to work and be working on the case nick and blue are reviewing the closed circuit television uh the, from Joe's house, she apparently had security cameras all over the place. Yeah, CCTV. I mean, yeah. it's the UK. They don't have CCTV everywhere. What? You didn't know this? No. Ren famously has like London and whatnot, right? Let me just close up. Uh, London CCTV, right? Yeah, there in London, there's one CCTV camera for every fourteen people. There's six hundred twenty-seven thousand. 707 cct cameras cameras in london as of 2020 wow so they've got they've got one like on every street corner yeah i mean there's a lot of debate on that is that good or bad like it helps them catch criminals as a you know big brother government i'm surprised they didn't know about that yeah london's got a lot of cctv somebody's literally always watching well i mean maybe not literally people aren't always watching the screens but yeah they can go back and see the film to see find crime or whatnot and people against the hmm? how do you feel about that i think i'm okay with that as long as it's in public space yeah as long as you don't put cctvs like looking into my window <laughs> but, yeah really? I'm, okay, I'm okay with that yeah i don't mind if there's like if there's a camera outside my house looking at my street and kurt do you know what these giant structures on the throughway are the new york state throughway oh yeah i know what they are yeah they're making do, do you know no. Oh, you don't know. So, um, have you been to states like uh, Massachusetts? I think has it, or maybe New Jersey. Have you been? I, I, well, have you traveled to them? And when you're on their throughway, you can drive straight through. I think Florida has them. Like you drive straight through, you don't slow down on their pay toll oh. boots. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. You, you, cause well, you don't have to slow down. That's what those are. They're they're replacing the toll booths, so you don't have to like slow down. You can just okay. drive straight through. All right, because I've seen those down as you get closer to New York City. Oh, okay. Even on the New York State Thruway, just as, as recently as, like, last year or maybe. Yeah, when, when I went to the, I went to the, what's it, uh, New York State Fair last summer, not this one, obviously. 
mm-hmm. when it was open and there's like a booth on it it no one else I was with was very excited, but I was very excited about to go, oh, wow. <laughs> so, so I don't have to slow down. Well, hold on, though, because I I feel like I've seen them right in the middle of the throughway in between exits. I, I don't know. I uh, I don't know why they'd be there. Maybe that's, that's like the end of the throughway and they charge you for getting there. I have no clue. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I'm always really paranoid about going through them because I'm like, all right, well, if they can read my my easy pass, then can, don't they know how fast I'm going? They well, okay. Funny, funny thing about that. I don't want to get too much into this. I remember my calc teacher telling us this, and it's a calculus theorem. It's not really that much. There's no calculus really involved, but if you go from point A to point B, so let's say you go on the throughway and you exit the throughway. Right, yeah. and if I take your, if I so say you went uh seventy five miles in an hour, okay, so that means on average you went seventy five miles per hour. I know for certain, mathematically, you had to at least traveled because unless you went through some sort of wormhole, right? If you just went constant yeah. travel, right? At some point, you went seventy five miles per hour. You had to hit it because either you went super fast and slowed down, in which case you hit seventy five. Yep. Or you went super slow and sped up, or you went a constant 75, right? So, yep. in theory, if they really wanted to, they could ticket people if they're like, oh, well, somehow you've managed to get 75 miles in one hour, and that's mathematically impossible. You had to at least have gone 75 at one point. Right. Here's your ticket. So they could already do that. They don't really care to. I mean, if they start doing that, I'll see what happens. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just a little paranoid about it, but... No, I, I wouldn't worry too much on that. And if if you are, maybe you should go slower. Since <laughs> well, I do, when I go through those things, I slow down. <laughs> I will say this: I have I have stark confidence. I feel very. I, I when I when I drive on the thruway and I see a cop, I never slow down. I have stark. <laughs> I'm confident I'm not get pulled over because I know I'm going just the right speed, and I've never uh, gotten pulled over. It feels really good, Mister Sucks. because I'll be going, and then all the cars around me. It'll feel like I'm going super fast, but suddenly yeah. all the cars around me relatively not going faster but no they just all slowed down yeah in fear but no no fear mr huh. sal interesting interesting you know I, yeah I, all right well I, I had other things that i that i thought about saying there but i think that we need to move on to black mirror so yeah, yeah where'd we go so it's, it's it's day two now uh we already talked about this and they're watching the closed circuit tv a nick and blue are uh but one of the camera they noticed that nobody went in or out of those uh flat but they also noticed that one of the cameras wasn't working mm-hmm. it has been working for a while for like months not just like last night someone disabled right it. right yeah yeah um now this is karen kind of comes in and she's a little annoyed that they're working without her and that they're looking for people coming in and out because karen wants to just throw the book at the husband immediately she does this is open and shut as far as she, she's concerned but blue leaves and she's she goes and starts searching for joe powers mentions with uh let's say aggressive keywords yeah things like kill or hate or the words that may have been on the cake so by the way did they does somebody in this episode call it hate cake i i don't i don't remember I think somebody calls it hate cake. I love that term. Oh, okay. <laughs> hate cake. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Karen says something to Blue that I really 
think is is right at the heart of this episode that uh, we I want to talk about with you. She says, "Internet hate is half hate. They don't mean it. Hate hate in a marriage is th- is in three D. It's work has been put into that. It's sincere." And Karen then admits that yes, she is divorced. So, what do you? How do you feel about her saying this? Do you do you buy any of this? I, I think there's some validity. I think I think getting hate from someone you know more closely is more impactful than mm-hmm. getting hate from someone on the internet. But I don't I don't think that should that can I think it's subjective on how you feel, right? Mm-hmm. But I think universally people feel more hurt if it comes from someone closer to them. But it can uh, still hurt coming from online, especially from like thousands, hundreds of thousands, yeah. however many people. Yeah, you know, it's that's a good point. Do you know who Hank Green is? Yeah, yeah, he's the he's John Green's brother. Yes. There you go. What, 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 a way, what a way to reference someone. Yeah. Well, if I said, do you know who John Green is? You probably said, oh, yeah, that's Hank Green's brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they do the brother's vlog, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the, he's also an author. Hank. So I heard an interview with Hank Green uh, last week, too, and one of the things that he talked about, he was asked, what advice would you, would you give to people who are finding success uh, in these online platforms? Where he said, you know, no one person can possibly compete with millions of followers praising you. But those millions of followers praising you are not nearly as important as that one person that really is there in your life every day. Okay. So he said, and it's so hard to keep that perspective because they can't possibly compete with millions of people. And that's, that's what this reminded me of this internet. Hate is half hate. They don't mean it. Hate is in a marriage is 3d works been put into it. So if we flip the coin on what Hank Green is saying that hate in a home between two people is just so much more. It means so much more than millions of people saying or spewing hate at you. Um, but millions of people spewing hate at you is, it is impossible to see anything through that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so it would be very easy to lose track of what is even happening in your home. If you're that focused on all this hate that's being spewed at you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So anyway, um, but I do kind of, I kind of buy into what Karen's saying and I kind of don't, I, I, I buy into the fact that internet hate may be half hate because it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to post hateful things online because you don't, you don't have to see the person. Oh there's yeah. No- yeah. There's a level of abstraction there. Yeah. There's, there's no, I mean, if, if you really wanted to, you could, say what you want to say and then never look for a response and you'd never get a response and, and it would just be just out there. That, and that's, I can see that being half hate, but at the same time on the receiving end, it's, it doesn't feel like half hate. It feels very real. Uh, I think that depends on the person. I think some people can, I mean, definitely like, I, I think it depends on the person. Cause I definitely think, uh, yeah, depends on the person. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't doubt that it depends on the person. I think you're absolutely right. But 
Yeah, and I and I think probably because I'm a teacher, I keep I just keep thinking about teenagers. I, I I'm not thinking about you know writers who are kind of, they kind of know what they're signing up for. Here, I I, I got to hit you with a question because I, I there's probably an equivalent. I think there's actually so I I go to college. I mm-hmm. my friends go to college. We, yeah. I mean, I know I do. When I when I have to take different classes, I look up the professor on write my professor because I want to know other people think of this professor yes is there an equivalent for teachers there is right yeah there is do you look at that i did uh did. until like it just went out of vogue like people oh people don't do that yeah like oh the professor like, rating still in vogue recent post about me that's up there is like i don't know like 2011 or something like that oh i'll, I'll have to update that okay okay you do that <laughs> but now 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 i'm all paranoid though <laughs> right my teacher oh. <laughs> <I> just <laughs> vigorously checking uh, yeah. but but if a kid were on there and gave you one star would that really would that really hurt you would you be like oh some kid yeah, took their there, time there was one there was there was one bad review and i was like trying to figure out who it was <laughs> like, it hurt it really hurt i mean it was like yeah i feel but i see some of these professors right and they all have like one star or equivalent like 1.0 point, like just really bad ratings overall and like, i've had some of them like they're not that bad i think people just start bandwagging some of them are like kind of poor but i feel like i feel like especially on like stuff like rate my professor it's either the very bottom or very top. There's never, no one ever writes someone in between. They're either really good or they're really bad. Well, because because why do you go on one of those sites? Exactly. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. only people from extreme feelings go on. I, I I rate every single one of my professors on there, but I try to give them like an honest review, right? Like I, I try not to. You just actually, you are, you rate everyone. Yeah. Well, cause yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah. I won't always type stuff, but I'll, I'll always at least put a rating in there. Yes, but most part, yeah, I also type stuff. Interesting. Well, just because I use it, uh, there's a lot of recent reviews, and I feel like I I use it. I will contribute to this lot of how I feel. Yeah, but I I find myself oftentimes kind of defending poorly rate like rated teachers, and I'm not saying they're the most amazing teachers either, but. They're definitely getting more flack than they deserve. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely do think it is. Um, if ki- if kids, especially if it's a hard class, I won't specify the name of the class, but there's there's a hard class you have to take early on for yep. my degree, and I oh. noticed that one. No matter the professor that teaches it, because there's like three different professors that'll teach it, they all get bad ratings from because uh, in rate my professor, you can see the class. you can optionally put in the class you took with them. Okay. You can sort by that, and I I checked all three of these professors, and for every like kid that took this class, almost all the ratings were negative. So I'm like, do you really hate the professor, or do you just hate the subject that they're trying to teach you? Because it seems like every yeah. three of these professors for all these different classes for all the same type of class are all getting poor reviews, and for other classes they're pretty okay. I'm like, well, I disagree. Yeah. I think it's just a hard class. Right? You're blaming the professor. I don't. Know. Oh, we're getting down the rabbit hole in it. But yeah, I, I just wanted to see how you would feel since you, you have, I, I haven't really had this in my life, but I know you had the potential for anonymous, yeah. I wouldn't really call it hate, but bad review, well, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it, and it turns out that that, what, 
page has been taken down. Oh, okay. it's not there anymore. Um, there is a new one, ratemyteachers.com, but no, alas, I have no ratings there. Well, now I can't rate you because that'll be the only one. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's I've I've given out surveys in my classes though too, which you've probably taken, and. I, I can. I mean, that's that's. A no, little... I never. I never. I never try. Oh, it's online or is it? Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, if, if, if it's a written down server, I never trust that because I mean, I they can, know my handwriting. I feel like I, so. I can figure out whoever student that takes it is, even if because I never require them to identify themselves and I don't collect their email addresses. So theoretically, I shouldn't know who anybody is, but I can figure them out so easily. How? How? Just by like their written responses? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> why do you give them written responses if you know you'll figure them out? They don't have to answer them. This <laughs> is so like you don't have to give me your identity, but you have the option of writing. In which case, I will know your identity. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I, I mean, I am so good at identifying. Ooh. But how, but how are you certain on that? Because can you ever confirm it though? I mean, I don't ask them. Did you exactly? Write? Exactly. So how can you for sure know you're right? Oh, I know I'm right. <laughs> there you are. I mean, I, I have confidence that you can probably deduce yeah. based on their writing, especially if you've had yeah. them for a whole year. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, like, I, I did, you know, one, one class, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this because it's relevant to what Karen is saying, that internet hate is half hate. Now, I had one class. This is, this is a complete anomaly. I had two students in this group, okay? Uh, two students and one gave me a hard time every single day like i knew this kid hated me okay but i gave the survey anyway <laughs> so, so you gave it to two kids yeah why it's... would you do that well if i'm the kid and this guy gave me the survey and there's only me and some other guy well, you know, I, I, wait, wait. Did you even bother that, making it anonymous? Wait, was this an anonymous survey? Yeah, it was anonymous. Oh my god! You know, obviously, I, I, I would think that they both knew that I was going to know which one was which because they were so different. One was like Mr. Salmon is the greatest teacher ever, and the other one was like Mr. Salmon is the worst teacher ever. So I mean, it was it was really that different, and it was it was rough. So and and reading it was. It, it 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 tested my patience for sure. What I want to know is if you knew that the survey was going to upset you, why did you do it? Well, I still wanted the feedback. Oh, okay. I was asking things like, you know, which projects did you like the best? Which projects did you like the least? You know, what what was useful about this project? What was useful about that project? But he, he, here's what I'm going to say, though, right? And this is, what I, this is how I feel based on things. Is if there's someone that greatly dislikes you or someone that greatly likes you, mm-hmm. I kind of discount that feedback in both ways. I know. I, I feel like it's very seldom you can get good feedback from someone that really dislikes you and really likes you. Because that yeah. kind of bias goes in. I, the best feedback from someone that either just doesn't care for you or right. just kind of middling. Right. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, right. And that's true for most survey data. You can pretty much throw out the extremes. But anyway. It is what it is. I just wanted to know. How much this kid despises him. Yeah, that's true for most survey data. It isn't. I, or it might not. Most, most subjective survey data. I'm not, not, I'm, not, I'm no statistician. Neither am I. Standard deviation. There we go. Hey, guess what? What? Joe's husband woke up. Oh, yeah. Nick told him that. 
let's go go see him yeah so they're gonna go see him exactly uh and it turns out that joe uh was hurting herself and cutting herself and gouging herself when her husband came in to to find out what was going on and that's when she cut his stomach and then she cut her own throat this is the husband's story we don't know who or not but this is the husband's story karen doesn't believe it karen's ready to arrest the guy right then and there uh blue thinks there's more to it of course blue does in fact blue's been kind of obsessed with this cake that you know yeah she it's in toxicology right now yes Mm -hmm. and so they even go to see a girl by the name of lisa liza liza lisa Lizzie, I don't know how you say it. Liza, okay, that makes sense. Before we talk about her, were you leaning one way or another, Karen or Blue? On who I think's right? Yeah. I mean, this is not going to be like an hour and 40 minutes, 30 minutes long (laughs) series if it's that. I mean, it's just, I I knew it's not the husband because it's never the first, listen, I would love it, I would have loved it if it was the first suspect and it turned out really it's just the husband. Like, tie that not up. It's never yeah. the first suspect in anything where there's suspects. Except in real life. Oh, yeah, except in real life. But in every, like, TV show, movie, it's never the first suspect. Do you see the first suspect? You can immediately drop them into the culprit. Yeah. That's just how it is now. Yes. I would love if someone did make it the first suspect, though. Oh, man. Kurt, you know what we should do sometime? What? We should do a Lori Vallow podcast. Now I feel like this is something where it's the first suspect. Do do you know who Lori Vallow is? No, oh, it's a person. I thought this was like a TV series. Oh no, it's it would be like watching the news, like <laughs> and then podcasting about it. Lori Vallow um, was the she's she's the woman who was found in Hawaii with her new husband, and her two kids have been missing for like a year. I don't know what this is. Oh my gosh. It's it's the it's the craziest actual story I've ever heard, but it has nothing to do with this Black Mirror episode, so I don't want to talk about it anymore. But anyway, um, there. So, like you said, they go to see Liza Bahar, who it turns out the, was the one who sent the cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Blue, of course, is going to check her social feeds. And she, she did the death to hashtag. But we don't we didn't know what the hashtag means yet. No, we don't. Um, but li- we know Liza is an elementary school teacher. We do know that she posted death to hashtag death to Joe Powers. And we know that according to her anyway, it wasn't just her that sent the cake. It was a group of moms and carers, she says, who pooled their re- money like a dollar or two or not, oh, yeah, a dollar each is <laughs> a euro or two a piece. Um, and to buy this cake. I love that. Yeah. Yep. Why, why don't, so there's, there's a tactic used in some like poor countries, especially in like, um, small villages, right. Mm-hmm. That if they want to save up for something. Mm-hmm. So let's say, let's say we all wanted to buy a stove. Right, we now have the ability to put a stove in the house, and there's seven of us, right, Mister Cell? We uh, could all each individually say. Let's assume we all make the same amount of money, okay? We could each. Why individually... are there seven of us who are living in a house together? No, not house, just in a village. Oh, we village. Each have our own homes, and we all want our own stoves. Yes, yeah, sorry. All right. So there's seven of us, seven households that each want a stove. 
And let's all say we make the same money, just just for the sake of argument. But this, this still works even if people make different amounts of money. If if we make actually it it doesn't quite. But if, let's say we all make the same amount of money. If we do, and we all save individually for our stoves, it takes us one year. We'll say okay. Okay. So everyone waits a year, and everyone gets a stove at the end of the year. That's nice. But you know what you could do instead is if you all put it in one big pot, saved the amount of money, and once you get enough, which you would get in seven times faster, so just one seventh about two months into the year, yeah, right. You would get enough for a stove, and then you do just a random drawing, and whoever gets it gets to buy the stove right then and there. So someone gets the stove early, but they still have to keep contributing to the pot. And by the end of the year, everyone will have a stove. But instead of everyone waiting till the very end, everyone gets it throughout the year. Does that make sense, right? Wow, that's so. What? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so it's an awesome way of thinking about it. And I don't know why. There's something about this dollar saving thing. The, 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 if all these people are willing to like pitch in a dollar, they could do something great. I don't know what, but something better than giving cake cake. <laughs> I don't know why. I shouldn't think of that when I, when I saw this. Everyone pitched in a dollar. I don't know why. So. Well, Maybe I'll you tell you, that is a really cool concept. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is a cool one. I think it's really cool. I think it's a, it's like a unique yeah. solution. Not even a solution, just a, just a way to expedite things. Instead of everyone waiting yeah. a whole year, you all work together. and that's really You, on cool. average, get only one person gets it in a year. And even that, they, that's the normal time they would get it. That, in. So even that, the loser is still right. just regular. Yeah, that's your worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. Would have anyway. Yeah, exactly. I think that's great. <laughs> it's really cool. But it takes a lot of trust. You have to like trust everyone around. Because if someone gets their stove early, they're like, "Oh, I'm not going to give everyone else money." And everyone's like, "Tom, Tim." But if you live in like this close village, you can't really screw over your. Yeah, that's where game theory comes yeah. in. Because game yeah. theory, you contribute until you get your stove, and then you stop. <laughs> and then you stop. Except to your neighbors, and then they'll just hate you for the rest of your life so it's not worth it so you just uh contribute I anyway it doesn't take emotions into account <laughs> no but it does keep track of you have to play more games with them <laughs> more rounds and that's, you might have other games right. things come up in your life with them that's no point better uh, to cooperate yeah. anyway yeah enough so, of the lesson turns out the cake is clean it's there was no poison in the cake i'll be so. honest that surprised me did it? Yeah, I really thought this this would be like, oh, this makes sense, right? Even had poison in the cake, or someone snuck into the window. One of those two, but the window thing. My thought was, so maybe someone snuck into the window, you know, uh, put on the little like lifter thing so it can't open all the way, and then walked out the front door. But I was like, wait, but the cameras would have seen that, so that can't have happened. Yeah. So they okay. do always have this MacGuffin in there of that one camera was out. Yeah, yeah, but but. Wait, that one camera got them through that window that was partially open, but not fully open, remember? Right. So they, they couldn't have exited through that window and then get those, like, lock things back in place, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so they couldn't have exited through that way, and then the cameras would have seen it if they left any other way. Unless they hid in the house the whole time. I didn't think about that, though. Anyway, I just figured this cake was going to be, like, the best way, because who sends a hate cake, right? This, this, this has got to be... Eliza did with no poison. So, okay. I mean, you know what's what's interesting though is having met Liza, for some reason I believed her. Oh, you just believed her? Yeah, and so it didn't surprise me when the cake came back clean, because I was like, this person doesn't poison a cake. You know, when, when she started talking about the way she felt about it, like it's just social media it doesn't mean anything. Right. right. The death too. When she started saying that, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I guess she didn't do it. But when. 
when Blue first brought up that maybe the cake was poison, I was like, oh, yeah, I think it was poison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with that. Yeah. But Blue also brings up here to Liza the fact that she she did post hashtag death to Joe Powers. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when Liza tells them about this game that's going on. This death to, you know, she says death to some i think i think she uses some kind of vulgar term to describe someone who's done done, done something terrible yeah. you insert that name into the hash into the death to hashtag and that's it's just some kind of online game so do you think this is some sort of like group pontius pilot situation or like reverse pontius pilot situation you remember or- pontius pilot good for you yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I did. I didn't know Pontius Pilate before you told me about it, but you you really cleared it up for me. Cool. <laughs> but I, you do, but do you know what I mean, right? In terms of the game, everyone's part of it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, everyone's part of it. But is it really one individual's fault? Are you talking about the cake or the game? The game. The game. Okay. Well, I don't think that anybody playing the game at this point knows that it's. Oh, a... that's true. That's true. We we'll talk about it more later. But yes. I just, exactly. to, I just want to note that I brought up Pontius Pilate. Yeah, no, very good though. Oh my goodness, Kurt, you you never cease to impress me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, so uh do but at that point, do you did you still think that Eliza had something to do with it or the cake? No, kind of no. Once, well, well, yeah, once you, they started talking to Eliza, I did not think she had anything to do with that. Okay, gotcha. All right, so Karen's about to arrest the husband, um, and she says another thing that I, I really love she says the internet will be pissed off at someone else today oh yeah certainly <laughs> what, what a for, what foreshadowing yeah because i mean blue is still obsessed with going back through all these social media feeds and and scouring them and basically karen's telling her to drop it and she says the internet's gonna be pissed off at somebody else today and this is when nick says oh yeah they're pissed off at tusk it's tusk today Who's and there are a lot of social. There's lots of social media outrage, that, including the hashtag Death to Tusk here, and Tusk, as we remember, is the rapper who was very critical of the nine-year-old who was backstage waiting to meet him. Hmm. Oh yes. And, and then we get to see Tusk. Tusk. Yay! Very shortly. Yeah, very. Yeah. We see him more dead than we do alive. Yes, we do. So Tusk is uh, in the parking lot after a concert. Um, and then he's he's now I think it's important to note that he is given a joint by somebody that he works with and he starts having a seizure mm-hmm. because my when I was first watching this, I don't know if you had the same feeling, but I thought that the seizure was related to the joint. Uh, no, I did not. Really? Yeah, no, I did not. OK. All right. Well, at any rate, he does he does have the seizure, and we get to witness it this time. Mm-hmm. And he says, and he keeps yelling, "Get it out, get it out!" Mm-hmm. So there's something inside of him that is problem. But he uh, does he die right away? I guess he does, doesn't he? Basically, yeah, I appreciate. Sure no, no, he gets restrained and sedated. Oh, you're yes, yes, they, yeah. they sedate, and they, yeah, I remember when he gets to the hospital and they got like yes. a stink over his face. Yeah, they do the x-ray and they see this. Well, no, it's an MRI. Sorry. Magnetic resonance imaging. That's This is important because yeah, the magnets is the key part of this. 
Um, and we can see on the image, we can see this giant track from his ear to like the middle of his head. But they turn on the MRI and then he starts rattling um, and they go, they, they, they turn off the MRI, they go over there, there's blood everywhere. And his tusk is dead. And one of these ADIs, these drone, these robo bees has been pulled out of his head by the MRI machine. Well, aren't those like super strong magnets, oh, yeah. right? Like you can't have any, you can't be like magnetic stuff in that room even. Right? Yeah. Oh, and, and I mean, it's just, this makes total sense to me. Like I, I believe this would happen. It's that strong a magnet. It's so strong. It just rips the bee out of his head. I want to see someone playing with this magnet. Probably a video out there. Right, anyway, continue. <laughs> um, and then this is where we first meet Sean. Well, kind of. He's brought in. Yeah, yeah. We... Days. And that's the end of day two. That's the end of the first act of this movie, basically. Uh, because th that's like all of the action has risen to the point where we've seen two deaths that we can't really explain, but we know that the bees are involved now somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything you want to say about day two? Uh, yeah. Nothing about nothing. Nothing we didn't already go over. Nothing special. Okay. By the way, I'm really liking how these digressions that we're taking into real life, because I think that's, to me, that's kind of the point of Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think I. This is one of the few episodes. Most of the time when I watch Black Mirror, I watch it with friends, whether it be like online or in person. Very yeah. seldom we do because it's a fun show to chat about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so Karen and Blue get called to Joe Power's autopsy, where the person who, who uh, performed the autopsy has found an ADI burrowed from her ear canal canal to deep into her brain, into the pain center of her brain, and he he makes the comment that if if it's in there. You would do anything to make it stop. Is that they, real? Is, is there really like a pain center that if you touch it, I will just go AWOL? I'm I'm going to assume yes because oh, no. I know I but I have no idea. I I, I know. Almost I'm going to assume yes, but that's that's exactly what it is—an assumption. It is an assumption, but it makes sense to me. I don't know. I I thought your brain can't feel pain, but I don't know if. You can't feel pain because of your brain, but I know your brain itself, like, because it has no like receptors to feel pain. But I don't think that's what they're saying. Yeah, they're saying yeah, they're saying like it's touching. I guess it can act. It's got electronic components. Maybe you can like electrically stimulate this pain sensor part of your brain. Yeah, I, I would think it would. I would think it would work, but yeah. who knows? I mean, anything burrows into my ear, I'm gonna freak out. Right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I know it's in there, even if I can't feel it. Like... I like the idea of, you're not sure if something got into your ear, but you thought you, you thought you felt something, so you're like, hey, there's something in my ear? And just, like, poking at your ear. I mean, these bees are not insignificant in size. They are not. It surprised me how would... I should say, the, the relative ease to get into your ear, to your brain, is, is it that much, like, it can fit through it? Like, it's that... I don't want to talk about it anymore. So, oh, it's awful. Uh, 
Is it painful as they go in? I imagine it is. So they like, I bet it is. Yeah, because you don't have like it's not like your ear goes straight to your brain with like a big opening. That's I mean, it. we saw a Tusk react to it. Yeah, yeah, it was not, it did not look very fun. We see someone else react to it later too. Oh my god! Look, with no ears, straight nose. Oh my gosh, it's so so weird. But can you can you get like? I should have taken an anatomy class so I know this better, but can you get like a a long bendy stick and touch my brain from my nose? Oh, I don't know about that, but I, I will tell you this. Um, I went to a neurologist a couple of years ago and she was, she had a flashlight by my eyes and she, and she said, okay, now I need you to look this way. Oh, she looked at... What? She's looking to your brain through your eyes. <laughs> She said there's one specific part of the brain that you can actually see through your eye socket. Isn't that crazy? So this is the only part of the brain you can see without any other kind of instrumentation. Well, so if you lose your eye, can you permanently see that part of your brain or does it get like scabbed over or? I I don't know. Interesting. Did you want to see? Did you ask her, hey, can I see your brain? (laughs) No. I feel like that's the, that's the only fair response. You saw yours. No, uh, no I don't. I, I didn't feel like that would be a, a, an appropriate question to ask at that point in my life. I don't know. It's, fair enough. It's, it's, it's like, yeah. I feel like I'd be mad curious, though, if a, if a nurse or a just told me, hey, this is the only piece of brain you can see without history. be like, wait a second. <laughs> I don't know which way to look, but you know which way to look. Tell me, tell me how to do that. Tell really... me, tell me how to look into people's brains. It's really cool. That's one step closer to living into someone's head rent free. Literally, I can <laughs> see it. That's step number one. <laughs> oh wow. Anyway, well, and anyway, anyway, Karen and Blue take a trip to visit the ADI lab where all these Robo bees are developed, and uh, we learn a lot about the Robo bees here. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll, I'll be honest here. I really thought going into it that uh, stereotypical evil company, right? The company, the villain's part of the, the vi- like, yep. The vi- the company is the villain here, right? They're the ones that are causing this or they're have a heavy hand in it. And I mean, well, Blue even says that, that many people suspect that the government, uh, because the government funded this project, that they're using the bees to spy on them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, turns out they are. Good old, I love Sean, by the way, just because. Yeah. I mean, I don't always agree with Sean, but I just love how he he's like the government man, right? The whole yeah. time he's he's always supports the government. He's he's, he's like the government embodied. So that's how I imagine yeah. Sean. <laughs> and I love it so much. Yes, yeah, Sean is pretty awesome. Uh, we find out that bees are essentially extinct. So that's confirmed now. And they use these ADIs to stand in for them so that they can pollinate. Um, We find out that the bees are solar powered. We find out they have a sensor to find flowers. It's not a camera, according to Rasmus. But it is some kind of visual sensor. Uh, We find out they are autonomous, meaning that Rasmus does not navigate them. They do it themselves. And they even create hives and duplicate themselves like a 3D printer. Dude, that's scary. I know. Why Why do you give a robot that power? That's so you get like the, what is it called? Just like a big swarm of them that keep like exponentially growing. Yeah. That's the one where I was like, okay, that may be a little bit of a stretch. 
Have you ever played the paperclip game no. online? Do you know what that is at all? Nope. It's a it's kind of like a cookie clicker esque game. It's way more fun than cookie clicker. I highly recommend to anyone listening to this podcast. It's a it's fun because it, it always adds something new. But anyway, you play as like an AI, and you're tasked with make, making paper clips. So at first, it starts with like okay, you just make paper clips, and then you like get better at that. And then eventually, you start like mining metal to do paper clips or not. Then you start like going in the stock market so you can make more money, so you can make. <laughs> More okay. paper clips, then you start like destroying the earth so you can make paper clips. Then you start searching the universe for more paper clips, and then uh. or, like more more material to make paper clips. Then you start like research, and then you keep going more and more until eventually you literally make the entire universe paper clips, and then that's the end. You made <laughs> everything paper clips, but like, it was just something in that degree. Like, are you not scared? Like, what if the beach just rapidly overpopulated at one point? Seriously? Like, they hit this like uh limit where there's so many of them you can't. You know, I don't know. Obviously, yeah, obviously, was... obviously, they're much smarter than I, and they've managed to make these bees. They, they surely probably put the safety measures in it. So. Yeah, that that one didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. The fact that they can create, that they can duplicate themselves. But... Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's what's up, I guess. Yeah, how do they? No, you're right. How do they duplicate themselves? How do they get the material to do so? Well, unless uh... they provide the materials for the bees in the strategical locations. That way, the bees just like fly over, do it bring it to their hive, assemble newbie. Hmm. And then they like keep track of the amount of bees so they can limit the amount of resources that the bees can take from, make their own. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, anyway, that's by the by. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- this this is one of the, the... And it doesn't really come up that much. I'm not sure why they needed to include this. That the bees can self-replicate? Yeah. It makes them a little scarier. There. <laughs> Definitely makes them scarier, for sure. Wait, wait, so, I, I'm sorry, I know you said R- R- Rasmus' name. Do, do you know the lady's name? Vanessa. Okay, okay. That's the new there. You said uh, you said I might know more names than you, so I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> I, I, you probably don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you get my hopes up? Well, I didn't remember who all these people were when you ripped them off in the beginning. I was like... Oh, okay. Like even Sean, I forgot his name. <laughs> Massive flex. I flexed early. You did. All right. Well, anyway. So, so Rasmus seems very surprised that a bee caused Joe's death, <laughs> and he says that that type of malfunction wouldn't happen. It, if they malfunction, they would just stop, drop to the ground, and break. Yeah. Like that that that's what a malfunction would look like. A malfunction wouldn't look like it goes rogue and starts burning. They, yeah, they like self destruct if they know something like like a like a cell's supposed to do. Yes. A human cell's supposed to self destruct if it realizes something's wrong with its DNA. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're supposed to. Now now if it doesn't, that's obviously and then so if it doesn't self destruct, normally it will be killed off by like your white blood cells. Right, but even if that doesn't get caught, that's how like cancer starts. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, normally your cell will self-destruct if it realizes its own like DNA. Something it's not complete. Something's there's an error in it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, Blue wonders if someone because of the malfunction, it wouldn't be a malfunction. Blue wonders if someone would have or could have hacked the bees. Yeah. And Vanessa tells us that that's impossible. I like how Vanessa says this one. She clearly has no like technical experience. It seems like, right? Well, it seems to me like 
Vanessa is the B person and Rasmus is the tech person. I, I I didn't know what Vanessa was. That 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 could be a good idea. Maybe she's just like the biolo- biological B part of this like research. Yeah, that's, that, that I, could make sense. Yeah, but just because she's the one who who is very concerned about well, we can't shut it down because it would destroy the ecosystem. I I kind of thought she was just like um like just an executive of this company, right? So she just had an interest in keeping the bees open because of their like contract with the government or whatever. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, she could just be like a biologist or something like that. That, that makes sense too. I just, I just I remember when she said this because I was like, "Do you know that though, Vanessa?" I feel like I think it's from Rasmus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You don't seem to have any like technical like the under the hood stuff with these bees. Yeah, yeah. Ras and but Rasmus says basically it's just very unlikely. Is this yeah. does Karen say here? I don't know what you just said, but it doesn't. But it's not the same as impossible. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they start they start going over like. Yeah, I think some encryption stuff. I don't know if this is it, but yeah, she definitely says that at one point. I remember. Yeah, yeah. We we also find out that there are about four thousand bees per hive, so there are lots of bees here. Not bees, robo bees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. robo bees. Yeah. Um, and they they have this like big center that they call like air traffic control or something, and they find out that they have lost a bee. At Joe Power's house, so confirmed. And Rasmus is going. Yeah, (laughs) Rasmus is going to try to find a way and find out who may have spoofed a hive. He says, "Yeah." Uh, So, do do, do you know what this means? It's like, yeah, yeah. We can tell you why I know what it means. (laughs) Did this happen to you or something? Yes, people have spoofed beehives into my house. No, no. Uh, Because, uh, because I play Pokemon Go. Is this an issue that happens? It's a big issue in Pokemon Go. People spoof all the time. So, so what do you mean? Spoof, spoof, yeah, explain explain what they're doing. Like, So I know people who like play Pokemon Go. They live in, you know, upstate New York and they're playing Pokemon Go in like Tokyo. Oh, you mean like that? Okay. Yeah. So... I thought, they, uh, I, can't, I can't remember when Blue was talking with Erasmus on Possible Tax, she brought up something of like, it's basically a middleman-esque thing. I can't remember what it was. But when this is spoofing a hive, I thought it was like um, so one reason, uh, people warn against coming on public Wi-Fi is because someone can um, they can pretend to be the Wi-Fi, so I can go, I can buy, uh, oh. I can go buy it online, get like a hundred dollar device or like even cheaper, fifty bucks. You go online, buy it. I can go to like a a cafe or somewhere. I can sit down, and I can connect. I can hook this up as like a router a- access point type thing, right? Where basically I connect to the Wi-Fi, but I broadcast myself as my own Wi-Fi. Okay, but I still have internet from this Wi-Fi. It's basically but, a hotspot, right? Yeah, I make it's basically a hotspot, and it has internet because I'm connected to an actual internet. But I, I and I can show it as cafe internet or something, right? But if someone connects to it, they connect yeah. to me, but then I connect them to the internet. But I'm like a middleman, right? So any any data they transfer through here, I get to see everything, right? Oh, so if it's, oh. it's not encrypted; it's decrypted. Then I can see like whatever information that they might send online. You can see it, right? And that, that's how sometimes people like you hear stories about people like taking credit cards from like cafe, and that's how they do it. They just like middleman. They just sit there, and there's other ways you can do it too. But I, mean, I could do that with my phone right now because I just go to my hotspot and name it something. Name my phone something like you, you could know. do that. You, yeah, you can name your hotspot something and they'll connect to your phone. But I don't know if Apple Apple doesn't like give you like the ability to really read the data. That goes okay. onto your phone, I think. No, uh, I yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, but it's to that now, but it's to that extent, yeah. Basically, they just 
make themselves, you know, a network you can connect to, you connect to it, and then you can buy a device that's specially made for this, that you can take the data, and then you can do what you want with that. So that's that's what I thought she was going on the lines of, like, a spoofed hive, like a fake hive that the bees connect to that they think's a real hive, but then it's just like a middleman, and it collects whatever data needs on the bees, which I mean, still my exact knowledge, but... And I, I yeah, and I, I was thinking something along those same lines. When I think of a spoofer, I'm thinking of someone who tricks their device into uh, thinking it is someplace that that is that it is not. Yeah. So how do you feel about those Pokemon Go spoofers? I remember when Pokemon Go was hot, and I played it, and yeah, you know, I I did my fair share of going into Central Park from. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan, although I mean, honestly, it was the game though. But I, I, I don't know. I got very bored of Pokemon Go. Very, I was so excited for it, and yeah. I was very let down. I mean, early yeah. on, I, I, I still play. They've, they, it's changed a lot since it first came out. But, um, and I think it's mostly for the better. It's, it's spoofers, whatever. I, 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 we don't have to have that discussion right now. <laughs> I'm definitely not probably spoofer. I think overall, but. I was young. Anyway, that's what spoofing means. It's basically one of our two interpretations, but they're basically saying the same thing. There's, there's whoever this third party is, is pretending there's a hive there, tricking the bees into thinking there's a hive there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. So Rasmus thinks that he can figure out who did it, but he wants to do it alone, which is really suspicious. Actually. Yeah, when he's like, I can't do it. He's starting to type, he's like, I can't do this with the audience. <laughs> I'm like, the, clearly they're evil, you see? Yeah, I think yeah. I, they totally did that, I think, just to like keep the audience thinking, or at yeah. least part of the audience, like me, that thought he was evil. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then I don't know if this is, is really important to her character or if this is... Uh, important to our understanding of how this all works but vanessa does say they can't shut the bees down without approval from the department of the environment because even a short stoppage would damage the ecosystem so that's why i think that she was kind of the biologist of the team that makes sense yeah she just keep bringing that up yeah yep so they get back to uh, karen and blue get back to their office and sean is there He's from what's called the NCA, the National Crime Agency, and he's here because he he found out that they know there's been a bee death or a robo bee death, and he also knows of a robo bee death. So because there's been more than one, he's here to kind of compare notes. They're the unite forces. Yes, yes. I so, love Sean. He is my favorite, actually. When I think about it, he's pretty awesome. Pretty pretty awesome. I don't even know if I'd call him awesome. I don't know. He did some pretty bad things. Or just I disagree with him a lot. But you know what? Actually, you're right. He is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the human embodiment of the government. At least for this government. That's what I love about it. Yeah. Now, Karen points out, and this is surprising to me that this was Karen who points this out and not Blue, that these were similar victims. Mm-hmm. Both were being shredded online. Which, like, that's Good for you, Karen. You can you're, you're kind of falling in line here with with Blue and understand. Almost like you're a detective. Yes, yes, yes. And the fact that there are two that have done this means that she says that this means that it wasn't a malfunction. I'm not sure that I'm buying that, but no. I, I say if it's two that happened so 
these bees have been out for this is the second summer we heard right and suddenly right. two similar malfunctions happen at the same time nah i'd be with karen this has got to be some sort of like either malicious mm-hmm. or I, I wouldn't think it's a malfunction i'll yeah. put it that way yeah. right but upon hearing this blue decides oh you know what i'm gonna you know trace back this hashtag death to uh see how far back i can take yeah. it she uses it back I, oh, I just want to take a note on. I'm shocked because I think it, that this is not brought to like the police's attention sooner. This death to hashtag. <laughs> no, it was no one reporting it to the police, but rather Blue finding it just by looking up the hashtag eventually. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, think about this. I mean, they're they're calling this day two because this is literally day two. There's no, this is day three. Day one was. You're right. This is day three. Day three. Yeah. But there's no, and they know Tusk battle. died, I think, right? Or did they? No, they know Joe Powers died, but no one knew Joe Tusk Powers died. died. And now they know Tusk died. No, they didn't know Tusk died. Yeah. They didn't. Yes. Yeah. Right. The people don't, but yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, the there hadn't been a pattern established. Now there is, and so Blue traces this hashtag all the way back to these two bot accounts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the avatar for both of them is the drone bee. Yeah, the Robo Bees ADIs, Robo, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, this is this is a big deal, and they actually there's a video attached to these accounts that explains that the most unpopular person, in other words, the the most hashtag death twos for whoever has the most of those is going to die at the end of the day. Yeah, they'll die at five p.m. resets at midnight. Well, it says it's it resets at midnight, but whoever has the most at 5 p.m. is going to die. Yep. And so it, it turns out that Joe Powers had the most death two hashtags on day one. Tusk had the most on day two. And now here we are on day three. Clara. Yep. And the leader of the day is Clara Meads, uh, who got in trouble for what she do, piano. Yeah, some sort of like distasteful post on a yeah veteran memorial that people are very angry. Yeah, on a war memorial, I'm pretty sure it was. But and so they're they're gonna go to Clara's and they get in this (laughs) driverless car with. Before before they get the driverless car, though, what I love is like Super Hacker Blue has access to like whatever database it is. He's like, oh, I'll find Clara, and then Sean's like, hey. You weren't supposed to have access to that. <laughs> That's the government telling you. Yes. Yeah. yes. That is pretty cool. Yeah. But, but he doesn't do anything about it. He just tells her, hey, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, Sean, or no, I'm sorry, Blue uh, tells Rasmus about this, and he's going to monitor the area, and he says he has set a trap. Mm-hmm. So they get to Clara, but there's a rogue bee. Right? Did I get that right? Is there a rogue bee when they get to Clara? Yeah, there is. And Rasmus tells them that there is. Oh, yeah, he tells them there's one, like, way, way off. Like, it's all, it's coming it's coming to your location. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they decide they're going to take her to a safe house. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for them, this rogue bee came with them on the car. And I, I loved, uh, well, more than well, this rogue bee came and then the whole swarm, I was going to say squad, but I thought swarm would be a better term to use here, showed up 
and they'd like break through the window they try to hide in the bathroom they even try to come through like the keyhole but they can't and then they just come through the vents before they oh, do it yeah and uh, yeah, uh, uh what's it Karen tries to hold. I feel bad for Claire because they never, they never once told Claire what was actually happening. So she was super confused the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And then Karen starts holding her ears, and she's just, you know, Claire's just freaking out. And then it went up her nose. Yep. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Rasmus tells them that he lost a whole hive. Yeah. Uh, they've got the whole thing. They've got the whole <laughs> system. It's not in my control anymore. And like, this is like almost a horror movie at this point it is it is i was really waiting for like the big i, I mean there's a lot of horror well there, there's a scene later that i thought was like i thought i was gonna start delving into the horror movie stuff oh yeah 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 but this is i mean this is really terrifying seeing these bees crawl through the mail slot and the keyhole and break the window it's like it's as nuts but uh. Yeah, and then even despite Karen's best efforts, the bees, or a bee at least, crawls right up Clara's nose, and Clara is now dead. We're back to the deposition. I thought we were going to stay in present time. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I thought this was, it was one of those things where um, right. you start at the end, and then you see it all, and then you get right back yeah. to the end. But no, we, we, we go back to... Yeah. The adventures. Of- but this is this is the end of Act Two, really. This is like we're, we're gonna we're gonna enter the final act here, uh, because you know the, the heroes have figured out what's going on, and now they've got to figure out how to solve the problem. Um, but yeah, and now this is back at the deposition. But they do go back and forth quite a bit between the deposition and uh, the past, so mm-hmm. present day and, and the past. But they ask how Blue took this and. Karen says that she took it really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I did, I did not realize what she meant by that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the, so, yeah, exactly. But uh, now back in uh, day three of this, we see Blue realizing that it wasn't just the bees that were being hacked, but that visual sensor was being used for facial recognition because she realizes that they weren't, they weren't attacked, even though they were right in the same spot as Clara. How could it, how could it differentiate those three? Right, and the and the way that she figures it is using the sensor, using facial recognition, uh, like TikTok. Ah, like, yeah, like the Chinese government on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and it turns out uh, Sean spills the beans here <laughs> that the government has access. No, 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 no. It wasn't Sean. It was Erasmus. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Because Sean is the government. He would never do such a thing. Yeah, yeah. In fact, Rasmus. he defends the government's <laughs> choice. I, Yes, Rasmus How dare you? spills the beans uh, and says that the government has access to the visual feed and Sean knew about it. What does he say? He says something about, like, do you think they were going to dump this much money? Yeah, in? yeah, yeah. You think they were going to dump this much money? <laughs> Being able to put cameras on it or something? Yeah, Give them to, all the criminals. We've got. To win a few green voters or something? Oh, yeah. Oh. I love Sean. Yeah. Sean, I love Sean. He's the government yeah. embodiment. I tell you, I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, I know of. I'm right. No, no, no. Where, where is he not the government? Even to the bitter end. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, into day four, the media has gotten a hold of this story. And so we see all the media fallout of this. And they're tracking who's number one. And, and they're tracking, like, the top five. I, yeah, I love this. They're debating on, like, should you be voting? 
know what, what what's going on who's who's the top five <laughs> like keeping a rank list imagine because we have a 24-hour news cycle right imagine this became part of the 24-hour news cycle and we're gonna go back to chad on the yeah. top five right now who's the top five chad well thanks for coming to me rick we look at the top five it changed from last hour now we see chancellor <laughs> yes <laughs> like Oh, if that, if that got normalized into the daily... I was wondering if that's what was going to happen, like, it's getting normalized. I'm yeah, no, I would never quite get to that far where it's normalized. No. But but this but it's, this comes back to what you were talking about earlier. I think this is where you probably wanted to talk about Punches Pilot, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think this is a good time to talk about it. So, if, um, so is that, if everyone else is doing that, yep. does that absolve you of doing it? And, and in this case, if you're the man killing the bees, are your hands clean? Because you're just doing what the people are saying. Ooh. Right? Like, who, yeah. who's the criminal here? Right? Now, I do think the man doing the bee stuff is a criminal, but is he? In terms of, like, morality-wise, right? Because people want this person to die. Right. It's like, if nobody says hashtag death to, then no one dies. Yeah. Like, everybody uh, wins that way. Yeah. No, I don't. It's like so. <laughs> you you play Jackbox games, right? Yes. You play Trivia Murder Party. Yes. Murder Trivia Party. Yeah. Trivia Murder. Right. So, oh, sorry. Well, but th- there's one game there where uh, you've got a group of people and there's a pile of money. Oh yes, I know this one. I love this game, and, and he says, if nobody takes the money, nobody dies. If everybody takes the money, you all die. But if somebody takes the money and somebody doesn't, whoever didn't take the money dies. I love that one. I love it. I always take the money. There's no no reason not to. Yeah. From from an individual perspective, it is a great... Right. So... I love that. That's, but that's essentially what you're seeing here. If nobody uses the hashtag, then nobody dies and everybody wins. Yeah. But as soon as one person uses it, then suddenly you have this quadruple. Well, it's going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it's done. It like somebody's going to die. So since I know that it's going to happen, should I do it and make sure and make sure that it's someone who really deserves it? There is. It, it comes to the question of is Garrett tweeting anything out? Because Garrett's always tweeting one out then he is then i think he is responsible because he's forcing everyone else's hand in a way maybe not for he's if garrett votes for someone that person's only the response in order to live is to vote for someone else yes. and that person's only the response to prevent ties to probably revote back for that person and then it should stop there actually never mind no no <laughs> but then garrett has ki- still killed that person so it's garrett's fault i think either way if garrett votes it's garrett's fault <laughs> he's the first vote yeah i guess we don't have any evidence as to whether or not he does but needless to say i think it is an interesting thing of who is at fault and i think it's, it's a good thing like definitely early on mm-hmm. is, is the death to hashtag kind of innocent yes like I, I think it's a bad thing to say don't get me wrong but i don't think those people actually thought they were killing someone especially by this third day people seem to know it is doing the trick or fourth day i mean yes kill three yeah. they they know what it's doing and people are still using it is it the right thing to do? Is killing like a proper answer? Is 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 killing justifiable? Almost what that is. Yeah. Would you know. would you post a hashtag? No, I mean I don't even use Twitter. 
<laughs> no, I would be right. Well, let's say in this universe, you of course you. Uh, on this universe, I'm on Twitter every day. Well, I gotta get my like. I gotta get my mentions up. I gotta get people knowing. I gotta be on. Yeah, of course. No, I don't think I. I don't. I would not do that. I don't. I never send hate mail or harassments to anyone, so I don't think I would do that. No, same here. But I think even given all. Yeah, the of course you wouldn't. So yeah, even given all the information, somebody's going to die. Now, now I gotta ask you: if you if you were chilling one day, and just someone you like barely know, but they sent they did death to Mr. Sal, would you? And you take send a picture of the two. I forgot, and it's a picture of yeah. you, right? They have to send a picture for the facial recognition technology to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They send a picture of you as well. Yeah. You take do you take offense to this and do do you retaliate or do you just take it on the chin like okay? I mean, I definitely take offense to it. I I, I don't think I retaliate, although I just kind of hope that I don't trend, <laughs> like <laughs> that I don't end up being number one on that list. Oh. But yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, this is this is a huge moral quandary, though. Like, this... do you think this would be good for society? I guess is what I'll ask now. Is this is this? Do you think this would help move society forward? If every day everyone could vote on killing someone? Hmm. No. I, well, I'm trying to think of it, and I don't think. I think. <laughs> I think it could work if if you're allowed one vote and you're allowed one unvote, so you're allowed to like. Vote for someone to live. Oh, I see. Because because otherwise, like a bunch of political leaders are just gonna die, right? Yes. Like no offense, Trump, but like just ton of people are gonna vote for him, and like Biden's gonna die too. A bunch of like he, all all like top political leaders are just gonna die because yes. there's a big portion of the country that dislikes them, and probably yeah. enough people extreme enough to want to do the hashtag to kill them. But but if you, if you give them the power to cancel out each other, then I think then I think we start getting to where does everyone agree? <laughs> and then and then i think we start getting somewhere in terms of that might help society but i don't know no interesting interesting I, I mean i think i think of this quandary more on uh, an individual basis than an aggregate basis you know this it's you know it's like i mean in some respects it's like dexter only kills people if he can prove that they were killers themselves well here i'll ask you this the u.s government and some states still have capital punishment if the government serves the people are the people in the in a way killing these prisoners, right? Like, where's the level of abstraction here that separates the government from the people doing it, right? And there's abstraction, definitely. I wouldn't say, you know, my neighbor's the reason someone was put to death, right? Like, not, there's a big amount of abstraction. But when is that abstraction enough, right? Like, is this enough? Is this so death to think enough? If, if people want to absolve themselves of capital punishment, then they should vote people in who are opposed and will repeal capital punishment. Is that what Oh, I'm saying, if they feel that way, but are they, like, are they even at fault? Like, would you fault your, if someone, does New York have capital punishment? I don't, I don't know. Well, okay, well, a state that does, whatever, like, Texas. Texas. Okay, yeah. so we live in Texas, and you live there, and someone is executed. Do you, do you feel responsible? Are you to be blamed at all? No. No, okay, so you are, you're absolved, so no, but, but the government serves you, right? This is, this is. I mean, kind of, but I mean, you know, I I'm not directly influenced. Okay, okay. okay. How about, what about if someone who supports the current government they they elected, let's say they went to like all their local elections, everyone they voted for won, uh, and like the governor helped and this district attorney whatever and so and so 
they all, you know, someone gets executed, right? Mm-hmm. Is this person responsible who voted in these officials? And they even believe, I don't believe in capital punishment, but I liked all their other policies. Is this person responsible? Oh, that's a, that's a big stretch. I think it's a big stretch too. I don't think they're responsible either. But there's abstraction there, right? I think your your example's a big stretch. I did, it is a big stretch. But I'm saying like so there, there's a middle ground there. I think the Twitter, I think they are responsible for doing it. And I th- but I think that person's not responsible. But there, there's a middle ground in there. There's a middle ground somewhere. Where's the I middle ground? I don't think I would call Liza responsible for Joe Power's death. Would but you call I, her responsible for like the chancellor's death? The chancellor didn't die. Yeah, but but if if she, the chancellor if were to die, said, she if she said uh, no, because the, this is the first that the public knows about it is day four. That's what, that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't count anything before this day. I don't really count as people purposely doing it because they don't know what's right. actually going to kill them. But I'm saying from this point forward, would you blame that's- the individuals for killing them? Yes. I would as well, right? But I want to know where's the, where where does that abstract? Like, how much abstraction do you need that it's no longer their fault? That's what I wonder. And there's no real answer because we we don't know how much abstraction we can put. But like for the government's sake, right? I don't blame any like individual person really. Like I don't I don't blame the guy that pays his taxes and votes for people that this person got executed. That no way do I blame that person. But I blame this Twitter person on day four that. Did the death two hashtag, but you know where's yeah. the where's the middle ground in that? And I'm very, I wonder, I wonder where it'd be. Where, where's the enough that I would feel? Okay, where's the tip, where's the tipping point? Yeah, where's the tipping point? I don't well, know. There's there's no set answer for that. I guess it's definitely well, individual. It's, it's you, the fact that you have knowledge that you're direct directly voting for that person's death. Okay, so that's how you, that's so you think it is you vote for that person's death. What if you vote in someone that votes for that person's death? No, I don't think so. Okay, so it used to be you directly voting for that person. Okay, because well, I mean, because if you vote somebody into office who's pro capital punishment, you're not you're not on every jury that convicts. Oh yeah, I understand what you're saying. To, to the uh, that um, sentences someone to the death penalty, so I, I don't I don't think that is the situation there i mean the other thing is is if you're pro capital punishment you're voting for people who are pro capital punishment then you don't see it as a crime anyway and you don't see it as a problem to be I'm, I'm not saying it is a problem i'm just saying right that. so but i'm saying that they 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 wouldn't view themselves as being responsible for someone's death they would say that that person committed a crime oh i see they're responsible saying, yeah. for their own death yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. i mean if, if you're opposed to capital punishment then you might see it the other way but uh, i but I think, me, I think you can be. I think you can be pro capital punishment and still find yourself responsible for their death. Just it, it was a deserved death, if you want to put it that well, way. Well, I don't know your perspective on it. I, I I don't I don't think so because I think that you'd have to be on the jury that sentences them. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. I feel that way. Yeah. Like I think you have to have. I think you have to have first of all knowledge that that your actions are going or um, that your actions are going to kill this specific person, mm-hmm. and direct influence over whether or not it happens. Okay. So that that's to me that's where the cutoff is. I see. I think so, I think it's a pretty good cutoff. Yeah, but now on day four, everybody has that knowledge, yeah. and they have direct power over what happens. So so would you would you try to talk people out? Of voting, or would you try to like the way they're vo- so you yourself would not vote? Most of your students are talking, hey, let's let's vote 
to get old man Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be so fun. Like, are you going to try talking them down? I'm going to old man Jenkins? Yeah. Or are you going to see that they're, 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 they're trigger happy and you're not going to be able to take the fingers off the trigger, but maybe you can redirect it. Hey. No, we're, no, we're not, we're not doing Harry theory here from Dexter. Like this is <laughs> trigger to someone else more evil than old man Jenkins. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. We're 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 gonna say this is wrong. Do not vote at all. And then they're all gonna vote for you, Mister Sal. What happens if you do that? What's they'll vote for you? And you're like, oh crap! I don't want to keep upsetting people. Hey, you know what? If that's a that's a statement, Mister Sal. If a student of yours, like. You gave them a bad day class, and they did the death to hashtag for you. Yep, that'd be what bad. a statement. You'd be like, "Wow, yeah, this dude does not like me." Right? Would you be kind yeah. of scared to get them, upset them again? Uh, no. Are you not afraid of one vote? I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, who who knows me? My students. That's it. Like that's yeah. Not enough people know. Entire nation. Know. I'm never going to be number one if just my students vote for me, even if they all vote for me. And another worry is like sometimes people get a lot of hate on the internet, but it's yeah. like undeserved hate, or it's like we yeah. don't have a full picture yet. So what yeah. if like you know someone just gets a smear post on them, uh, they die for the day, and it comes out oh the smear wasn't fully accurate. There's a lot of exaggerations. Yeah. The person had a defense, but they died in the day. Yeah. yeah. I don't, at least a lot of rash decisions. I feel like yeah. This, I, I will say this because you asked me what would I tr- tell my students? Would I tell them not to not to vote? I would definitely tell them not to vote. And if I ended up at number one because I was telling people not to vote, I would take that like a martyr. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I take that. If you got to, but I would imagine someone arguing, don't vote, don't vote. Like, if, if this became a political issue of, do we use the death hashtag or not, right? This is a very one-sided political issue, eventually, because everyone that is pro-death 2 can just band together and only vote away anti-death 2 people. Yes. And so all that will be left is either people that are truly believe in death 2 or people that say they believe in death 2. Yeah, exactly. So, But no, I would, I'd be happy to go down... Knowing that I did everything I could to try to prevent those. Waving your flag, going to I. Yeah. So, uh, but see, this is but this is what I love about Black Mirrors. We can talk about how it applies to us and real life for you know half an hour. I don't know how long we just talked with about not Black Mirror, but it was like yeah. probably twenty minutes or so. I mean, see, I I love the interesting dilemmas in Black Mirror. Like that's the most oh, interesting yeah. part. That's yeah. why that's why I like um like. My favorite episode is USS Callister. Yes. Like that's that's why. I think it's really interesting. It is. It is. But anyway, let's get back to the episode. Blue is mm-hmm. trying to access the onboard cache of this drone bee that they had, the robo bee that they have from Joe, because that one was in better shape than the one they had from Tusk. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to access the onboard cache of it. Uh, meanwhile, the Chancellor, who's number one, wants to shut down all of social media. Can I just say, I love how, like, they make this chancellor a real jerk, right? Those chancellors are... He tries to, like, throw someone else under the bus, yes. which I love so much. He's, yes. like, he's 80. He's had his life. He's a, he's, he's, campaign. He his life. he's a pedophile. Like... We, I, we know he did it. Yes. Yeah. They, they said that was never proven. He's like, oh, we know he did it. He did it. Pull up the files from the 80s. Release them. <laughs> Yeah, leak it. Turn off the internet. Yes, 
Yeah, the chancellor is, is trying frantically trying anything he can think of so that he doesn't end up as, at number one because that's where he is right now. I, I think this scene happens a little later, but it's with the chancellor, so I'll say it now. But it's when they see the soldiers. Oh yeah, uh, blowing up the Robobee's right. ADIs. This is Sean's idea. Sean says, mm-hmm. "We don't want to do any of that. Here's what we should do." Yeah, we'll, we'll like isolate you and we'll destroy the hives. Blah blah blah. Yep. Within however radius and maybe even all of them, but it'll take two years. But when they go to blow up this one hive, it's like, oh okay. But it's like a horror movie because yeah. the Robo Bees just wreck all the soldiers and the cameraman and everything. Yeah. I thought this is where it was going to turn to like a horror movie. Like now they've gone rogue. <laughs> yeah. Like listen to the bees will or else except yep. for their wrath. Yeah, exactly. And I was also wondering, so is it, the bees are only in London or are they around the world? They never really showed this part. And I presumed that they're only in London because we only ever see them in London. I think one they're company. in the whole country. I think that they're in the UK. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I meant the UK. The episode yeah, is called hated in the nation, not hated in London. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and they constantly show like the UK. Yeah. But I was wondering if they're like, are they the United States? If not, is it like a different company that hosts them, or are they just regular? Like, I was just curious. Though, I wonder if they exist in other nations. That's a great question. Yeah. Well, well, you don't know. You know what's really interesting was in the Black Mirror universe is when they have, because most of them are set in England, but when they have one that's set someplace else it's a little jarring like wait a minute so this universe is not just futuristic england this is futuristic everywhere yes. Callister's in america isn't it huh uss Callister? i'm pretty sure it's in america i'm trying to remember if i can he has an accent i don't think i can't remember the sounds of their voice i remember the one guys the they're all american actors from, uh, Todd. from yeah American Dad, the actor yeah, they're yeah, all yeah, yeah, so. yeah. He's not British, so. yeah, yeah. Must be in uh, America. But. Anyway, uh, they're they're going to interview Karen and Blue and Nick are trying to interview people who uh, either work for Granular, which is the company that makes the the Robo Bees, or used to work for them. Mm-hmm. And Karen ends up interviewing someone called Tess, who yes. quit Granular, uh, and. Apparently, she caught a, hot, a lot of heat on social media for uh, posting a photo of a guy with a disability who harassed her on, a, on, the, on the, I guess they call it the tube, uh, subway. Um, and she describes that hate storm as a weather system that suddenly moves against you, uh, which is interesting because Karen had previously described online hate storms as a weather system, but she called them a weather system in that they eventually just move past you. Oh. This person, Tess, is calling it a weather system in that it suddenly moves against you. And she 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 likens it to a mental illness, which is, I think, a really powerful couple of metaphors here. This weather system moving and suddenly moving against you. If she wasn't a known person. I mean, what's even more powerful, that's too, but her actions because of it, right? Like they're going to... Oh yeah, and then she attempts suicide. Yeah, right. I mean, it it's, it it hurts that much. It per it, 
I mean, you, you could think of it. I mean, we've got bees going into the brain, but this, I mean, that's essentially what the, these hate storms are doing. They're getting into your brain through your eyes, ears, whatever, um, and causing you so much pain that you want to end your own life. You know, so the, the bees are the, the physical manifestation of this mental illness that she's talking about feeling when you have this online hate storm. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, it's really pretty powerful and very sad to think about. And when I think about it in the context of my students, it really like, it, it worries me a lot. Yeah. Did, did you ever know anyone when you were a teenager who was a victim of um, online online hate, bullying or yeah bullying hate, hate campaigns whatever uh not i'm trying to think if i knew anyone personally or even in general that got bullied online uh, okay I, I i've never really been in i've never really used social media so okay. no uh bullying i can think of yeah i can think of some bullying but, that, but that's when i was younger in like middle school yeah. high school not that I really know of, but by the time I was in high school, I kind of like, I didn't talk to like most of my grade. <laughs> I was just, no. I had my own people. I, I, I had a class with lots of the same people that I just never interacted with so many other people. It was just yeah. like an echo stream of people I know. So yeah, exactly. That's, and that's, that's probably not bad, not a bad thing. So not, not everyone was my friend, but just. I knew everyone in all my classes. Right. Like sophomore and junior year. Gotcha. Well, Tess uh, didn't take it very well and attempted to kill herself, but her, was it her roommate? Yeah, yeah, it was Garrett. Yeah, her roommate Garrett found her and pulled her out. And Garrett, turns out, worked for Granular as well. So while this is happening, Karen's finding out about Garrett. Um, who apparently had a thing for Tess as well and took this really hard. While that's ha- all that interview is happening, Blue has found a 98-page manifesto on the ADI. Well, you love to see it. Yeah, you love to see it. You love to see a, a good manifesto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to make a manifesto. See, manifesto has a real sinister term to it, right? It does. If you say, if I say something smelly versus fragrance, right? There's two different words, but they kind of one one's negative, one's positive. Manifesto bad, essay better. <laughs> I think manifesto sounds cooler. It definitely sounds cooler, but it definitely sounds more sinister. It does. Well, but and it turns out that th- this manifesto was written by this Garrett guy. Yeah, pictures and everything. Pictures, yep. And the manifesto says he wants people to face the consequences of what they say and do. And this game that he started is called the Game of Consequences. Yes. So, and I love this because nobody is thinking about consequences in terms of what's going to end up happening. Yeah. What they're thinking of is that your actions have consequences. If you say death to this person, this person's going to die. Well, I thought of it as if you do something outrageous, like yeah. bu- or be mean to a fan of yours, that's nine, or you uh, do something disrespectful. Yep. Uh, veteran memorial, right? There are consequences for these things. Yes. So. 
Yes, exactly. And, and that's the service level of it, but yeah, obviously we figured out that. Uh, there's kind of a double meaning. Yeah, thing. exactly. And, and, and he's he's playing both sides, as we're going to come to find out. And it's it's chilling uh, when, we, when we do find that out, but we're not quite there yet. I, th- I think the trigger was pulled too soon. Hmm. Again, it's liking, if I had to guess. It's only got to day four. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. So, the as with most manifestos, <laughs> of course, yes. Well, I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm just very interested in the next sentence followed up by as in most manifestos. There's there are grains of truth and wisdom that you wish came in a different package. Ah, so tell me about the Unabomber, then, Mister Sal. You know, I don't actually know a whole lot about the Unabomber. Really, but, you don't know no. a lot about the. I, I think it is. Of course, I think the Unabomber did horrid. Yeah. Okay. But I think it's a very interesting tale of the Unabomber. So this guy, he is a, like a literal genius, right? You know, like yeah. cop. I think like he graduated from like Harvard at no, he attended Harvard at sixteen. Like okay, he was like a boy genius, all this stuff, and and it, how he felt about society too. There's se- there's some sense behind it. He's very extreme, but he he felt technology. Putting putting it simply, technology limits you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you become dependent on it. For for example, right? Uh, cars give you access to get to more places, but on the same token, because you need to have a car, you have to like all these payments. You need to uh keep track of it. Uh, more of the government like surveillance, more governmental things because you have this car. And while it gives you these more freedoms, it in a way takes away freedoms because now you have to handle this car and it makes you less human and this is basically his argument like he started living it out in a cabin with yep. no electricity or anything because he felt so strongly on this and that, that was, this was his big points like technology is we, we've gone too far and uh there's some there's some validity to that and i see what you mean by that in manifest is that right. there can be a grain of truth in there and i, I can agree with that right well, most, some manifestos so usually there's a grain of truth but right and then what this guy is saying like if you didn't know what he was doing to follow this up, you'd say, yeah, of course. He's saying that he wants people to face the consequences of what they say and do, that he wants people to realize that the things that they say and the things that they do aren't just happening in a vacuum where it doesn't impact anybody else, that that there are consequences to your actions. And I think most people could get on board with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then you say it's a manifesto and everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but, up, but... but the fact that he's, he's the, that his methods for getting people to realize that are killing people suddenly invalidate his argument, which is the real, the real irony, I guess. It is it. The irony. It's like, you're making an okay point here and, and you probably could push this agenda in a really productive way, but because you've chosen to go about it in this way, you're actually being counterproductive to your own cause. Yeah, that's why I thought about the Unabomber too. I'm like, what? Like, gotta yeah. go blowing people up. Yeah, seriously, I know. So, um, but Nick decides he's going to turn the tables on Garrett and and try to get uh, him to react to him posting hashtag Death to Garrett Skulls. Now, now I want I want it to be noted. I thought Nick was going to die the second he started. Oh, for a few reasons. Number one. I noted how throughout this entire thing, you see, the, the the first time we meet Blue, we meet Nick as well. Yep. He greets him. 
Actually, remember. we meet Blue Demon before. We, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I just mean like the same area. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Kind of we seem very similar or close time to each other. And when Nixo was like in the background compared to Blue Red, like, hey, by the way, guys, hey, also, right? Nick's like, even Sean's more prominent than Nick. Nick's like very background. So I thought he was going to die already. Yeah. But when he tweeted this to Garrett, I thought he was going to die. Not, But not in the way he did die. I thought Garrett was going to go after him because he's like, oh, he's on to me. And he's going to kill him. Yeah. Like, target him. Because the, the, then they showed Garrett looking at Nick's tweet at him. Oh, which, yeah. Which maybe is him also going like, huh, he's dead. <laughs> no way. Yeah. And then, now, that I think, now that I think about it in essence, yeah. or in hindsight, he's like, wow. Okay, then. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we know that now, huh? And now that now no, you know I know now though too is Garrett did not vote himself, or he did not vote either. If he did, he would not be around. At least unless he made a way that he could vote, be safe. I don't know. Well, he's got the bot accounts. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So if you just made like an alternate account, you know, that just made me realize what prevents because there are Twitter bots out there, right? What prevents someone from I mean, maybe the future's gotten better about bot accounts, but didn't Garrett use bot accounts? But what if someone... Oh, yeah, this is what I was wondering. When um we were the chancellor's office, and they were, like, talking about what we could do. Oh, we'll release the dirt on this guy. Oh, we'll close the internet, blah, blah, blah. I thought one of the options was going to be, hey, we'll make a bunch of government-run bot accounts, and we'll just vote up a criminal that we're going to execute, yeah. and we'll be good to go. That would have made some sense, huh? Yeah, and then, boom, <laughs> you've, just, you've beaten it, no... We're, we're all good to go now. Yeah, seriously. But no, no, no. Oh, that's a good idea. But well, I guess it only works so long as the rest of the world does not start making bots. It becomes like a yeah. war of bots. Then. <laughs> Who yeah. can make better bots? Exactly. Or more bots. So maybe it's not so great. Yeah, it's a bandage for a like a big gash. I guess. <laughs> it's not well, they, work did, they didn't do it, so I'm sure there was some reason that they didn't do it. Yeah. So that's, that's that's I'll give them that. Yeah, it, it was. That's actually Pandora's box now. I think about it because now everyone's just gonna start botting. Yeah, exactly. So, um, in the manifesto, though, the selfie that he posted uh, had somehow uh, give gave away his location. And a geotag, yeah. Yeah, and so they um, they raid that location, but he wasn't there. Uh, but Blue does find his burnt phone, uh, and Rasmus says that they can. Uh, they can use that to get back in. So mm-hmm. this is where the the big kind of oh, man. I gotta stop using puns that are really unintended. No, what was the pun? What was the pun? I, I was gonna say this is where the big stinger of the episode comes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they they get the phone back to Rasmus. Uh, he finds a, a file, a new file. Uh, and it turns out that it's a list of everyone who has used the hashtag mm-hmm. and that the hate figures, Joe powers, Tusk, Clara Meads, uh, any of these figures, they were just the bait and that the players were the targets. Yeah. The people using the hashtag were the real targets. Uh, and they, they figure out that if they run the, what I don't know what the patch, the, program to get control of the hive back what would you call that a patch yeah i don't know i don't know what they're doing to get right. the hive back yeah so if but well if they run that 
<laughs> that um, there's a chance that the bees would turn on this the, list yeah. the users of the hashtag sean doesn't care he sean needs... the government knows this must end how yep. we must end it for the good of this country and sean and, goes to end <laughs> and to save the chancellor's life yeah so, so sean yeah so sean runs it anyway and it turns out that that it was a tramp a tramp a tramp it was a, a trap <laughs> yeah it's a trap <sighs> yeah. Is that star wars yeah that's star wars yeah. that. Very good. <sighs> yep. so it was a trap they lose control of everything uh and then there's this haunting sequence of bees stalking their targets we get the 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 teacher uh lisa liza liza however same yeah uh, the bees just swarming the window at the elementary school. Uh, we even get the bees like coming after Nick right in the the complex where they. Mm-hmm. So do you think less is more here? Yeah, I mean they don't, those are the only two they give us, isn't it? It it isn't, and we don't even see them actually die. Right? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I don't want to see that. Oh okay. Did, did you want to? Possible. Oh, interesting. No, I think I think seeing the school children recognize the bees swarming the window is more chilling to me than seeing a bee swarm, you know, burrow into somebody's ear or nose. I already saw that once. I don't see it again. I saw it twice. All right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what I'm curious about now, this just popped into my head, is so these are supposed to replace bees. Yeah. Are they similar? Like, do they sting? Do they sting people? Do they die after they sting once? Like, I would guess no. (laughs) They don't produce honey, but like, okay. I would guess no. No. Okay. Not sure what the utility of of a sting is. For a bee or just for the robo bee? For a bee. Oh, for a bee? For an ecosystem. Oh, like why a bee has a sting? To defend its hive. All right. Well, like, like, like bears like honey, right? You've seen Winnie the Pooh. I'll go for that unless you give them some stings. All right. Well, are these bees? I forgot. Do they make honey? No, they don't. This yeah. Is, yeah. This. So then we don't have to worry about it, do we? Yeah, but maybe the bears think they have honey. Oh boy, this is a this is a tangent I didn't Listen, expect to go think down. Think about Winnie the Pooh and how sad he is. Did you watch Winnie the Pooh? I don't, I don't know. I yeah. I you know we got this like haunting sequence of these bees stalking their prey, <laughs> and you want to talk about Winnie the Pooh? Tigger. Yeah, double G or is it E or ah? Oh, sorry, memories. Okay. Oh my goodness. Big, big, big side tangent. Of, did you see Christopher Robbins? No. Very sad movie. Yeah, I've heard. I would, but I would recommend. I don't know why I recommend it, but I would. Wow. Uh, yeah. Especially if you remember the old like, We the Pooh cast like Piglet, and whatever. Okay, we have to be done talking about Winnie the Pooh now. <laughs> Putting, I used to love Woody the Pooh. I'm putting a stop to this right now. Okay. <laughs> so, um, well, after we're done seeing, uh, so do you not agree that less is more here? You wanted to see some? No, I think it's fine. Okay. All right. So, and then we also see Garrett uh, shaving his beard, shaving his head, putting in new color contacts, wearing glasses, 
ditching his stuff in some kind of river or something. Yeah. Um, basically, he's he's going to start over again. He's done with this project. He's going to have a new identity and start his life over again. He's good. Yeah, he's moving on. In a world free, supposedly, of online hate speech. No, no, it's a UK free of online hate speech. <laughs> well, I would think that if this happened in the UK, the message would kind of get out. <laughs> oh, yeah, like watch out. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and we're back at the deposition, uh, and there, there was the, um, they, they mentioned the sheer scale and loss of life that followed. So we know that everybody who posted that hashtag did die, and we see a, a warehouse full of corpses. Much like we saw in episode five <laughs> of the leftovers, Gladys. Oh, poor Gladys. Oh, that's yeah. that, that's another one of our podcast series. If you enjoy this, or if you just want to watch the leftovers, you should check out our leftover series. Be warned, the first few episodes aren't all that great. Eh. I I tend to disagree with that. It gets but... uh, okay. Here's what I'll say: each episode gets better than the last exponentially, in my opinion. Starting. So, really just just go with that okay all right all right um yeah all right whatever anyway so um but anyway i'm sorry i'm getting lost here speaking of lost we have another series lost watch that too if you have made it this far into this black mirror podcast what are we two and a half hours in we are yeah, <laughs> I'm almost on the dot, two and a half. Yeah, so if you've made it this far, you must really like hearing us talk. And in that case, you should start watching Lost and or The Leftovers and listen to us follow those shows. Oh, they just really love Black Mirror. <laughs> like, wow, I hate these people talk, but I love this episode so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, um, Blue apparently, according to Karen in the deposition, Blue blamed herself for following this, what she called a breadcrumb, breadcrumb trail and triggering the event that killed these thousands of people. Uh, and four months later, her things were found on, on the beach with a note and she was presumed dead via suicide. If that's the base theory. Yes. I've never heard that base theory. That's right. Uh, that's what Karen says, right? That's the base yeah. theory. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. I guess maybe that means main theory. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would say, you know, basic. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um. Anyway, Garrett watch was watching this deposition the whole time. It turns out, uh, and Karen's done. Sean's coming up to give his testimony. I I also want to say here when Sean comes up, I was really hoping we'd hear some of Sean's testimony. Oh really? Because just I want to hear his perspective on it. Right, the government man talking yeah. to the government. He's like government. Right. That's like, yes, government. <laughs> yes, we did everything we could, but we're still in the right. Yes, we are government. And then he gets <laughs> up and leaves. Sean, government man. Whatever his last name is. And, you know, despite how dark and bleak this episode is, um, it is one of the few. There aren't a lot of Black Mirror episodes that end with a, oh, yeah, (laughs) moment. You think so? You think this ends with an, oh, yeah, moment? Yeah, because, I mean, Blue she's tracked Garrett this whole way, and she texts Karen, got him. Well, but, but... That's all the good parts of what we see, right? But we, first of all, we have Karen now also getting 
hated in this nation, right? Now she, now she's oh, getting. Smothered. I don't think that's the source of the title. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, I know. But I just wanted to say the title. But she, she's getting a lot of people that we want the truth is what they're holding, right? And they're like bashing on her car. But she's getting a level of hate, and we can tell she is because when she gets this random text from Blue, we got him. She just deletes it because probably. Or my, my assumption is she's probably gotten a lot of just random messages from people that got a, got a hold of her phone number. Oh, my assumption general. is that she knows it's Blue and she doesn't want any evidence that Blue's still alive. Oh. Yeah. I assume she doesn't know that Blue's alive. Yeah. Okay. so I, I think she knows that Blue is still alive and she's playing along with Blue in an effort to... Trick Garrett? Guy, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we are in two different coins. I think Karen also thinks Blue is dead. Oh. But that actually, that got him. That got him would make way more sense. Blue assuming Karen knows, but yeah. just, the, Karen didn't smile at all, though, did she? After getting that, yeah, she kind of smirked a little bit. She didn't. I, 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 I took it as she just thought it was just another random person texting or some crazy person. Well, why would you text got him? I don't know. Maybe Blue just didn't realize Karen got a new phone number. Wait, no, or lost all contacts. I, I don't know why. But why would? Karen receive a text from anybody other than Blue that said got him. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know either. I think, I think I'm right here. So. I think you are. I think oh, I, I like the idea that Karen didn't realize Blue was alive. That 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 is making a better ending. Oh yeah, I think she was complicit in in this. But scene. my big question is, does Garrett know Blue's following him? Because I feel like she's not super incognito about it. Like they're just the only two. Like, does he even know who she is? No. Well, he he sounds. He looks like he sounds. Not sounds like he seems like a really smart guy, right? Okay. And if he's super paranoid all the time, he might realize this one lady is walking where I'm walking because she, Blue doesn't blend in where they are because she she looks like yeah. a foreigner as well, right? So she will stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. Was this a Spanish speaking country? It, yeah, it sounded like it. Okay. I don't yeah. know which Spanish-speaking country, but yeah. yeah. I should I should try to see if I could figure out if it was like Spain Spanish or if it was Central American Spanish. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, it, I, I, Spain probably makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he probably is Spain. Proximity. Is yeah, <laughs> yeah. No but anyway, but I I I like this. This is one of the few endings of Black Mirror where you get maybe a little bit of satisfaction. Uh, you know. USS Callister being another one, you do get some satisfaction, some degree anyway, of satisfaction at the end of that one. Um, San Junipero, Hang the DJ, and that's pretty much it. Everything else... I think the first one. Oh, no, come on. Well, it depends if you didn't like the Prime Minister, then. Oh, come on. No, well, no, even if you did... even acknowledges like, the existence of the first I hate the first one. It is so <laughs> off-tempo from the rest. Everybody I think knows. I think it's an interesting dilemma... Yeah. But that's where it starts and ends, is right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a dilemma. Let's talk about it for 40 minutes. Which, yeah. which is one of my issues with this, right? There's a guy at 8 and 9 and 9 is... I think it's good. I like the premise. I think they had a lot of good things. But I think it's a really slow start. And, you know, the start seems... It gets a lot better if you kind of understand what's going on. Like, maybe on a second watch through. Yeah. But I think, I think they could have made this, like, hour 15. Hour ten, like this, this could have definitely been snipped down. I think. Yeah, I I could see trimming it a little bit, although I I do I will respond to that and say that upon second viewing, knowing how the whole thing ends up, uh, 
I don't know what you would cut out. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. It, it, it's satisfying if you've seen it before. Before. Yes. But if you haven't seen it, like when I when I, when I was watching, I'm like, no, I don't really. Slow. This is slow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. And then now in hindsight, I'm like, okay, I understand that stuff. But I didn't really understand it in the moment. And yeah. I, I I don't feel the payoffs all that great in terms yeah. of the early stuff. Maybe it is if I rewatch it. Like, oh wow. Yeah. Look, they showed the bees. <gasps> that's the that's the lady for the the accident that happened. You know, some of yeah. this stuff. Yeah, maybe I, I will. Like, I haven't rewatched it, obviously. But I think in in retrospect, like uh, some of the stuff that that you might think about cutting just to, for, for plot purposes to make it, I'm sorry, to to make it shorter without sacrificing plot, you would sacrifice some of the points that it's trying to make. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, um, like the visit to the elementary teacher you probably don't need that except that she needs to tell them about the hashtag death to like, that's really all you need out that's of that. True. And you, you can work that in a different way. Like she comes into the office. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but if you, if you edit that scene down, I think that you, you lose a lot of the point of the episode, which is, you know, that's a teacher who seems like a relatively nice, normal person, not somebody mm-hmm. who's going to like, start a hate campaign you know she, she's doing this as part of a group of concerned moms and caregivers like you know um but even someone like that can get sucked into this um you know so that there's there's a point to be made there that i think you miss if you trim it down okay so that's, that's what anyway i but i i do take your point that that on first viewing it seems maybe too long and the beginning does seem a little too slow, but I think that watching it again, knowing where it's going, I think it's all worth worthy and worth being in there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm usually a pretty patient television and movie watcher, so length doesn't usually bother me too much unless I start watching it late at night, like I did with that one. It's like, oh my god, am I gonna get, make it through this? So. Oh, poor Mr. Sal went past his bedtime. Yeah. Speaking of past my bedtime, uh, <laughs> we should wrap this podcast up pretty we probably quickly. probably should. This is yeah. the longest podcast we've made. Granted, for the longest. Yeah. But by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is double the length. Of the length. I mean, this is only 15 minutes longer than the pilot of The Leftovers. And, and Oh, really? That yeah. This is an hour 30 minutes? Yeah. 15? Oh, wow. Yeah. So... Is season two premiere? I don't think it's extended. Okay. I think maybe the series finale might be extended, but I can't remember. Uh, no. Anything else you want to say to listeners? Uh, email us, Podcast uh, at gmail.com. Tell us about your favorite type of fish. Uh, <laughs> share share the podcast around. Uh, try to take a big yeah, I, mean, share. I, I think that Kurt and I do a, a pretty good job on, on Lost in the Leftovers, so yeah. if you interest in those series please check us out there subscribe and leave us nice beautiful five-star reviews and do you have any interesting way of sharing the podcast mr sal all right i I got one you know how you tell people like you know thank you maybe you know maybe have a you know you go to the cashier thanks whichever way it goes right instead of saying thanks just say watch joe hopper's podcast and then that's it because not only to thank them, you've just done them a favor. I mean, I think they should just say you're welcome back. That's the proper response. If they don't say that, they're the rude ones. That's okay. All. Yeah. 
Yeah, try that. Try that. And uh, <laughs> thank you. But thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, folks. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, another episode Monday. Peace.